and we must not waver. Uh, our, Our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our dear friend Israel, and we're overdue in getting that done. What's going on, my friends? So today we're going to cover a few things. The new House Speaker has been in there. The left is mad. The right's happy. And we're going to talk about it. And the first thing that he's going to do is give money and aid to our dear friend Israel. Then I want to talk about why I think Tom Cotton's a phony. And I have a lot of clips and stuff to show you guys today. And then we're going to talk about the Bud Light protest is now going to join the UFC, I guess, because Dana White did a deal with Bud Light in the UFC. A lot of stuff to talk about, folks. Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. Yeah. What's up, folks? I have a great show for you today. A lot of clips, a lot of proof, a lot of uh, presentation, so to speak, for you. But the first one is about Mike Johnson. He is the House Speaker now. I think that's his name. We're going to talk about it. But first, here's his first thing. You know, we live in the United States of America. We have homelessness out the wazoo. We have crime. We're getting embarrassed by cities around the world like Tokyo and Dubai and Abu Dhabi. New York City's turning into a trash dump. Los Angeles and Austin, Texas look like a portal to hell. Americans are being overcharged for prices. Inflation hit the roof. And we just suffered two years of basically the pharmaceutical industry trying to shove a sh- product down our trying to shove a product down our throat. But don't worry, folks, your new boss has a first bill. Wait, no, no, no. Sorry, it's not for you. It's for a foreign country. Oh well. And we must not waver. Uh, our, our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our dear, dear friend Israel. And we're overdue in getting that done. We're going to show not only Israel, but the entire world that the barbarism of Hamas that we have all seen play out on our television screens is wretched and wrong, and we are going to stand for the good in that conflict. The first bill, the first bill, the first bill. The first bill. Who did you guys want to win, Jim Jordan or Mike Johnson? Here they are a couple days ago in front of the Israeli flag uh, saying, blessed are those who bless Israel. Uh, I just wanted to show you guys this real quick. The left is upset. People like Adam Schiff are calling him hard right, pro-Trump, you know, and and like they're trying to paint this. Oh, my gosh, he's too far right. Right. Which means he's probably correct about a lot of issues. Benny Johnson on the right saying, wow, look at him. He's an absolute Chad. So the left and the right, they're fighting again over this guy. Oh, my gosh. But here's the reality is the first thing he's doing is passing a bill for a foreign country. Here's what I want to say, but before I do say what I want to say, I want to show a picture of Kevin McCarthy. He up he uploaded it when he was elected Speaker of the House, and he looks like a psychopath. Uh, it's just kind of funny. So here's the picture. Yeah, I've waited my whole life for this. I get to be the big boy. I get to be the big boy. Look at my gavel. <laughs> Didn't I make you ha- proud? Look at my gavel. I deserve this. I'm worth it. I'm here. I get to be the new Nancy Pelosi. Look at me. I get to sell my country out. Look at me. Look at 
look at that. Those are the eyes of a stone cold. <laughs> ah, he was so dude. He looks so crazy in that picture. Like he looks like a villain out of a movie. But sorry, bro. That times are gone. Hopefully, you got your selfie in in there because you're not there anymore. But anyway, um. I'm just going to say this before I move on to the other topics. If I looked at a country any, anywhere in the world, our ally, our, our not ally, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, Russia, Japan, Asia. I like Asia's not a country, but you get a kind of any country in the world, in Africa, in South America. And the first thing they get a new leader. And the first thing their leader says is, we need to do something for America. We need to give our money to America I would just assume that that person was a plant or a puppet for the United States of America. And we do do that all over the world. There's always coups and elected leaders, et cetera. So I'm not a hateful person, but if that was like the first thing that any country did, I would just assume they were a puppet. You think Xi Jinping or someone like gets an office, and I know he doesn't really have fair elections anymore, but do you think he's like, here, let me talk about a foreign country. Like that's why you go to certain cities over there. They're clean. They're safe because although he is a dictator and a communist, it's like only in America can the first thing you do as a new leader is like pledge your allegiance to a foreign country. And it's totally normal because pretty much everybody just does that. And then if you talk about it, you're the bad person because, you know, thinking that American politicians care about Americans first is like hate speech at this point in, in America. So let me know what you guys think. I want to talk about a story in a second, but. I don't normally do this, but I want to let you guys know it is almost fall and winter and I have God bless beanies made in America. These blue ones, these black ones. And I just want to show you all real quick. I got these God is great sweatshirts and, you know, I designed them. I made the design. They're made in America. They're super comfy. Just letting you guys know because uh, I don't know. It's fall and winter and I don't really tell people that much. But yeah, dreamer.com. The link's in the bio. All right. Let me get to this Tom Cotton story. I want to say this before I show you what Tom Cotton said about Israel, Israel and Palestine and stuff. I'm not a side picker in the sense of like, I'm an American citizen. I understand what Israelis are going through. I understand what Palestinians are going through. I understand if people have a strong pro-Israel side, right? I understand if people have a strong pro-Palestine side. I'm not do, being a fence sitter. I'm just saying I try to be thoughtful, reasonable, and unbiased and look at the situation and be like, okay, let me tell the truth. I want to be as honest as I can with my audience. But all I'm saying with Tom Cotton is, bro, you got to get some new talking points because if this is your way of trying to make people pro-Israel, or maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's just like a total idiot. But it's like what he's saying is completely ridiculous and debunkable within anybody that has half an intelligence for five seconds. So I want to walk you through this presentation to show you why I think that Tom Cotton is full of shit. And I could do it with logic, reason, and facts. And the only thing he can do and other people can do is throw labels at me and smear attempts because they don't have the facts and the logic and the truth on their side. So all they could do is freak out and lie. So here's Tom Cotton. He tweeted out, anyone who claims to support the people of Gaza, but not Hamas, should remember that Gazans elected Hamas. So his logic here is anyone who claims to support people of Gaza, but not Hamas, it's not possible. Everybody who supports Gaza supports Hamas. It's not possible because they had an election and they elected Hamas, right? That's what he's trying to tell people. Anybody that's dumb enough to believe that there's no possible way you could support people in Gaza because they elected Hamas, right? I'm going to show you a few other things before I talk about it because I have a whole 
presentation for this, although anyone with half a brain would be like, so any country that elects anyone, like if America elects George Bush and we can't stop his wars, that means everybody elected George Bush, so they deserve to die and they're with George Bush. Or you're with Obama. Obama does seven wars in different countries and drops bombs on civilians. And that's your fault as a voter because you voted him in office or another country. It's like America's Americans don't even believe in their own elections. Republicans think that Trump cheated. Trump people think that Democrats cheated. Most Americans have no faith in democracy in America, in the greatest country in the world, yet in a little country like Palestine that half the Republican Party doesn't even think is a country, they have totally fair elections and like anybody that supports people in Palestine are Hamas because they elected Hamas. So if you're if you're not stupid enough to believe that or you are stupid enough to believe that, here's just five seconds of research can show you this. Well, here's Tom Cotton saying something else. He said the last time Gazans self-determined, they elected a terrorist group to lead their government because Joe Biden is actually being somewhat reasonable and saying, you know, He's trying to say the action of Hamas terrorists don't don't represent everybody in Palestine. And and basically, Tom Cotton's trying to paint the picture that, no, they're all that. So when was their last election? Tom Cotton's not honest enough to tell you. In 2006, they haven't had an election since 2006. Before Obama was in office, that's when their last election was. Hamas got 44% of the vote. Fatah got 41% of the vote. So they barely won in 2006 barely by three percentage points i'm pretty sure trump beat you know hillary by more than that okay so if you look at other stuff you can see since then their elections have been canceled they don't even have elections anymore they haven't had an election since 2006 and once again half of gaza's population is under 18 and the last election was in 2006 so a lot of people in that country weren't even alive let alone old enough to vote and psychopath demon Tom Cotton wants you to believe that there's no possible way you could support a million children in Palestine in any sort of facet because they're all basically Hamas terrorists because they all voted for Hamas in 2006 when they weren't even alive. All I'm saying is I have no problem if you're pro-Israel. I have no problem if you love that country. I have no problem if you want to go over there and fight a war with them. I don't care. But is that the logic that Tom Cotton's going by? Is that that I want to show you what he said again. This guy's a full-blown psychopath, which makes me think as somebody that's listening to both sides, there's crazies on both sides. Some people are lying. I understand America has an ally. It's like I'm convinced that people like Tom Cotton want to kill millions of innocent people because he's not he's dehumanizing them to the point where he's like, well, they elected Hamas, so they're all Hamas anyway. It's like, dude, half the population's under 18, Tom Cotton, you piece of shit. You're a piece of shit, Tom Cotton. You're a devil. You're a demon, bro. I don't care, you know. I don't care if you support Israel, support Israel, give them American taxpayer money, call everybody anti-Semitic. But the fact that this is the best logic that you have, Tom Cotton, is that basically they all deserve to die because they're all Hamas. And there's no way that anybody outside of uh, Palestine can support kids there because they elected Hamas. I want to show you again. He said, anyone who claims to support the people of Gaza, but not Hamas, should remember that Gazans elected Hamas. This is Tom Cotton saying every Palestine protest, everybody who supports children in Palestine, anybody who has family there, Justin Amos's family that got killed in a church attack that was by a mistake, apparently, you know, it's like there's no way you could support anybody in, in, in Gaza because they elected Hamas. So he's painting the picture that everyone in Gaza is Hamas and anybody outside of Palestine that supports anybody there or likes or has any compassion for the kids there, they also support Hamas. Meanwhile, he's referencing an election that happened in 2006 
when half the population is under 18. And even if they did elect them, it doesn't mean that you get to blow up Tom Cotton's house because he voted for George Bush and George Bush kills somebody overseas. Like you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to just kill millions of innocent people because they elected a government. And in America, we can't even stop our own government. You can't stop Donald Trump from printing trillions of dollars. You can't stop Donald Trump from doing vaccine socialism. You can't stop Donald Trump from saying 15 days to slow the spread. Is that your fault because you voted for Donald Trump, but Donald Trump did the same thing that Hillary Clinton probably would have did? Is that your fault? Do you deserve to die because there was an election between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama and it doesn't matter? And no matter which one of them won, they probably would have done the same wars overseas. And if they committed acts of terror, that's the fault of everybody in America because they voted for somebody. And the stupidest part of his stupid demonic argument is the fact that they don't even have the last time they had an election. Barack Obama wasn't even elected in America. There was no Barack Obama, the president. It was Barack Obama, the whatever he was, puppet or weed smoker. I don't know what he what he used to do. Senator, uh, congressman. I don't care. But you get what I'm saying? Like. So if you're pro-Israel, like is Tom Cotton trying to make people not that? Because with an argument that stupid and that fake and that ridiculous, like it doesn't make any sense. There are arguments to support Israel. There are arguments for Israel to defend itself. There are arguments for Israel to attack Palestine. There are arguments that Israel has to kill innocent people to get to Hamas. Like there are arguments that actually could make sense, but Tom Cotton's like doesn't make sense. But here's the thing. These people don't care. As I'm going to prove to you later in this episode, they're shutting down free speech and protests. Republicans are controlled opposition. I've told people this since 2019. I was telling you because it's true. They don't have to be right. They don't have to be logical. They don't have to be fair. They don't have to be intelligent because if they can paint an entire country as terrorists, they can kill them. They're trying to kill them. You know what I'm saying? It's obvious. If not, you would be like, listen, we're going to have to hurt, you know, un unfortunately, we're going to have to hurt civilians. But at the end of the day, we don't want to hurt millions of kids. And we do acknowledge that although this is a terrible situation to be in, that a million kids that are under 18 are not responsible for a government that got elected in 2006. That doesn't make any sense. That would be like, okay, that guy's got a little bit of compassion. He's still going to probably commit war crimes. He's still going to hurt innocent civilians, but at least he's being reasonable. But Tom Cotton's like, no, 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 no. A million kids under 18 are responsible for an election in 2006, and now they need to die. And that's fine. And anybody who disagrees, you're also a terrorist. Like, that's what Tom Cotton's doing. Tom Cotton, you're a piece of shit, bro. You know, can't you support Israel by telling the truth and being reasonable and being fair? No, you just got to be a total demon. Unbelievable. I want to just read a comment. I uh, blurred out this guy's name because I'm just a nice guy. I don't feel like dragging him into it, but he did say it on Twitter publicly. He responded to me because I debunked Tom Cotton's stupid argument. And he said, hey, cool guy, Hamas has a high approval rating in Gaza for years. Stop with your left wing propaganda. People of Gaza are two million. At any point, they could have stopped Hamas. They made their choices and life is about consequences. So once again, these people are just lining up and making the justification that all these people are subhuman. All these people are irresponsible. All these people are guilty. And if we kill them all, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, you know, they they they. They asked for this. The approval rating of Hamas is high. The approval rating of Donald Trump in the Republican Party is pretty high. And Donald Trump printed a trillion dollars. Is that my fault? Donald Trump ran around selling vaccines. Is that my fault? Because his approval rating is high in the Republican Party. Gavin Newsom won the election of, you know, more than most Republicans win elections in California. Does every Californian deserve to suffer because they can't control their government? We can't control our government. 
We can't control our elections. We can't control our foreign policy. We can't control the pharmaceutical industry. And this is supposed to be the greatest and most free country in America. And these demons want me to believe that a foreign country that just gets bombed into oblivion, people dying in churches every day, that they have this super, a million kids under 18 have this superhero power that they can just overthrow their government, even though no one in the world has that power. But they do, right? They have their power to just totally push their government aside, even though the elections aren't there. And if you're born in Palestine and you're 17 or 18 years old, you weren't there for the last election and you only know what you know, what do you want them to do? Like, what what are like, what do you think? They don't want them to do anything. They just want to kill them. That's what I'm coming to the conclusion of, because I wasn't like I'm not picking a side in this war. I'm not saying there's great people on both. I know there's great people on both sides. I am saying that. But what I'm saying is like. I'm trying to like weave through like, okay, I know that there's there's terrorists in Palestine. I know that their government's corrupt and they did evil stuff. I know that Israel, although they won't admit it, like I've seen what they put out in the press and not I don't believe my own government. Why would I believe everything a foreign government says? But I know if I question them, they'll call me anti-Semitic or if I tell the truth about donor money, they'll call me anti-Semitic. And they've already called me anti-Semitic 50 times when I'm not. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to like be as fair as I can and just try to weave through it. But the people like the Tom Cottons of the world. They're, they're not even trying to make sense. They're not even trying to be legitimate and reasonable. They're lit- it would be like saying like, you know, if there were thousands of innocent people, thousands of civilians dying in, uh, in California, and I'm like, yo, I know that, you know, the regime's corrupt, but thousands of innocent people are dying. And I understand that Gavin Newsom's hiding behind Hamas, like, you know, like whatever the same argument. And if they said, well, he's got a high approval rating there, you know. Well, he, they elect you elected him, so you know it's like they're they're justifying the mass murder of God knows how many people. You know what I'm saying? At least give me like a we know everybody's not responsible for it. We know every Palestinian's not Hamas. Every American is not Obama. Every American's not Trump. Every American's not Biden. And whether Biden or Trump win, there's certain things that no American has the power to fix or solve, like omnibus bills and, you know, foreign wars. Like, it's not that easy to just fix it completely. You're lucky if a president switches a foreign policy because most of them are in on it when in, in most elections, you know? So it's like the justification. It's so obvious that these people are lying. And if you want me to just give even more stuff, which... I in no way, shape or form, me personally, I in no way, shape or form support Hamas. I never have. I never will. I know very little about them besides all the evil stuff I see them doing in the news. But the same people that are calling everybody terrorists, they won't point this stuff out that at one point, you know, this happened. I'm just going to play this Ron Paul clip again, because this is what he said when he was in Congress. And especially now today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons and uh, American funds essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. He said, well, yeah, that was better then and served his purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system. We're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first 
indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have election, then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s, uh, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden and uh, we were contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed the madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the, with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. There's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It is not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. And I'm just going to remind people, this is a Haaretz article that they put out on October 9th. It's a quote. It says, anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state has to support bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas. Netanyahu told his Likud party Knesset members in March 2019, this is part of our strategy. So Haaretz, an Israeli publication, said it was part of Netanyahu's strategy in 2019 to support bolstering Hamas and transfer money to Hamas. So the fact that, I mean, I just want you to read what Tom Cotton's saying again. He's saying anyone who claims to support the people of Gaza but not Hamas should remember that Gazans elected Hamas. So even though a million people are under 18, they were born there, they didn't elect Hamas, they weren't even half, a lot of them weren't even alive when the last election was in 2006. But Tom Cotton's telling you there's no possible way you could care about any kid there. There's no possible way you could care about any mother there, any baby there, anyone who doesn't know where to go and doesn't have anywhere to go. And it's just like was a product of that environment. Now, you can't have any compassion or sympathy at all or you're Hamas. Dude, these people are psychopaths, you know, as somebody that I'm not going one way or the other and just radically like, oh, oh you know, there's people freaking out on both sides. Some people, they're making their whole identity, Palestine, Palestine, Palestine. Some people, Israel, Israel, Israel. I'm weaving through it. And it's like, I'm coming to the conclusion, the Tom Cottons of the world, you know, they, if they can lie this easily and just make up stuff like that, and be, it, it, it would be like, oh, there's no possible way that you could support America in any way, shape or form, or you're all like, it's so dark. Um, I want to read this real quick, and then uh, we're going to move on. This is uh, Ben Shapiro. He's freaking out today over the United Nations. And I want to read what the Secretary General of the UN said and what Ben Shapiro said in response. Because like Tom Cotton, it's very revealing. I think Ben Shapiro has the right to defend Israel and support Israel and love Israel and protect Israel. But I have the right to read this. So this is a UN guy. He said the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the horrific attacks by Hamas. Those horrendous attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Pretty reasonable stance. I don't like the UN, but he's saying, listen, you can't blame all Palestinians for what Hamas is doing and you can't justify what Hamas is doing. It's evil and no, none of their suffering justifies what they did. It's a very reasonable stance. Uh, I mean, I don't trust them, but it's a the statement is not that crazy. I think it's completely reasonable. Ben Shapiro freaks out, of course. He says, you are a moral disgrace, but that's no shock since the UN is a flaming garbage heap of an organization that acts as a mouthpiece for many of the worst regimes on the planet. And then he puts out a podcast today that says F-U-C-K, the UN. Uh, that's the episode title. And he says, the security general of the UN contextualizes Jew-hating mass murder. So if you say, you know, it's, it's completely unacceptable what Hamas did, but at the same time, like Palestine, you can't just kill Palestinians. Then Ben Shapiro calls you a Jew hater and says you're 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 just being a Jew hater. Like that's 
that's the world we live in. If you're like, hey, what Hamas did is evil, unacceptable, and no amount of Palestinian suffering can justify what they did. At the same time, what Hamas is doing, you can't just kill like everybody in Palestine. And you can't like at a certain point, you do have to think about no, 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 no. That's that's anti-Semitism to even think about that. They're, like it's another one of those situations of being like, hey, if you sit there and say babies in Israel are innocent, they're newborns, they're a product of their environment. Every baby in Israel is innocent. It's what's more innocent than a baby that comes out of the womb. You're going to blame a baby for all the world's problems. And if I said an Israeli baby is innocent, a Palestinian baby is innocent. Ben Shapiro would be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're anti-Semitic. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. He, it's like, what, what message am I supposed to get from somebody like that or Tom Cotton where they're like, no, it's not even possible to like anybody in Palestine. It's not, it's not, it's not possible to care about babies on both sides. I mean, that means you're Hamas. That means you're a terrorist. And is that not a little insane to people? Uh, I want to read real quick what they're doing because Republicans, as I've told people since 2019, they are proud First Amendment abusers. They are always pledging their allegiance to this foreign country and telling people, we don't support your right to protest that country. You could protest America in America. You could protest California in America. You could protest Christians in America. You could protest Chick-fil-A for, you know, you could protest whatever you want in America, just not Israel. And just know that Trump, DeSantis, and Nikki Haley, they're not only extremely proud of it, they remind you all the time how proud of it they are. Sorry, that was the wrong one. Here's Nikki Haley. She said, I'm proud to have been the first governor to sign anti-BDS legislation. There will be no tolerance for anti-Semitism when I'm president. I'll tell you what anti-BDS legislation is. It's anti-boycott. It's illegal to boycott Israel now. Um, this is a new from the Daily Signal. They said, new, Governor DeSantis just ordered the University of Florida and the University of South Florida to deactivate their students for justice in Palestine groups for violating Florida's laws against anti-Semitism. You might be asking yourself, wait, protests on college campuses are now illegal safe spaces because there's laws against anti-Semitism and there's hate speech and anti-protest laws? Wow, if only someone named Anomaly has been sounding the alarms of this since 2019 when DeSantis started passing anti-protest legislation and Nikki Haley's on Twitter proud of her anti-protest legislation and Donald Trump passed anti-protest legislation and he's on he's on Twitter or, or True Social saying that he, he wants his legislation to be used and they should be shutting down protests. Who knew that there were laws against anti-Semitism? What are the laws against anti-Semitism? Because if you listen to a liar, they'll act like you're trying to hurt somebody, which you're not. Uh, if you look at the anti-Semitism laws on the State Department website, you can read them all for yourself. And criticism of Israel, if they deem it's too much, is anti-Semitic. Comparing Israel to Nazis is anti-Semitic. And your protest gets shut down if you do that. You can call a Republican a Nazi. You could call Obama a Nazi. You could call Trump a Nazi. You can call anybody that except for a foreign country because America, in America, you're allowed to call your own country that, but not a foreign country that. But it's also hate speech and anti-Semitic to point out that it's happening. Anti-Semitism is noticing what's happening. Anti-Semitism is accurately understanding how the Republican Party works. Anti-Semitism is saying that a newborn baby in a foreign country matters when somebody's trying to bomb that. Like that's all hate speech now. And it's not just a hate speech opinion. It's legislation. You know what I'm saying? If somebody calls you a word and they're like, oh, you're a racist. It's like, it sucks. And it's not cool to be lied about. 
but at the same time, it's 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 like, is there laws against like what you know? Anti-Semitism is a word that's being put into legislation. So when 15 media organizations lie about me, eventually they're going to try to throw me in prison because they're passing laws to make it illegal to criticize a foreign country. And they're bragging about it on the State Department website. So the same thing as the Patriot Act. First, they start with Muslims, the extremists, then they go to you. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with this bullshit. It's like first they start, oh, it's it's the Palestinian protesters. And just like who, who's going to jail yesterday, Owen Schroyer, and this person's going to jail, and that person's going to jail because they run circles around Trump, the Judas goat, who's set, setting people up. He's bringing people to set up events. He's selling vaccines for the global establishment. He's pardoning foreign spies and sending them back to a foreign country on his donor's jet. You know, and no, and, and Republicans aren't honest or smart enough, I guess, to figure this out. So it just keeps happening. And they live in this fake world of like Benny Johnson tweets versus Adam Schiff tweets. And it's it's a clown show. But in general, I'm just letting people know Trump has passed laws that make it illegal to boycott on a college campus and protest on a college campus. You're allowed to protest America in America. You're allowed to protest states in America, but you're not allowed to protest Israel in America. And it's because the Republican Party is passing legislation every week, every month, every year, and they just won't stop. And they don't have to stop because their support base are like drooling imbeciles at this point. If you bring it up, people freak out. Tom Cotton will call you a terrorist. And, you know, and, and nobody can figure it out because they follow a bunch of dingbats like, you know, running you in circles around things that don't matter and screaming Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar sucks, but she has the right to speak her mind and I have the right to disagree with it. If she says something stupid or fake or she hates America or whatever, she has the right to say it and I have the right to counter it. I don't believe that she shouldn't be able to speak on a college campus or peacefully protest, but that's the Republican Party. They're professional Judas goats and controlled opposition. DeSantis is canceling protests. Nikki Haley's on Twitter proud of being the first one to do it. And Donald Trump is on True Social saying they should be shut down also. But if you notice it, trust me, your life is going to get very difficult in the Republican Party because the entire party uh, is there for that. It's the same reason this guy gets in office. I mean, this like, OK, could you do it the second or third? American cities, New York is a dump. Dubai is nice. Abu Dhabi is nice. Tokyo is nice. You know, a lot of Eastern European cities are nice. There's, there's certain third world countries that have nicer cities than America. New York is a shit show. People are getting stabbed and robbed all the time. San Francisco is disgusting. Uh, Los Angeles looks like hell. Austin, Texas is like a night. It's like a sleep paralysis nightmare trying to walk through the streets out there. And this is the first thing that the new Republican House Speaker does. And we must not waver. Uh, our, our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while, will be in support of our dear friend Israel. And, and if you think the first bill shouldn't go to a foreign country, you're anti-Semitic. And you're not just anti-Semitic like me calling you that. You're anti-Semitic like we've passed multiple speech laws in America that eventually now it's illegal to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like now we're Europe. Now we're a, a, a tyrannical country, not just because of what the left is doing, the right is in on it equally as much. That's why I don't care anymore. I don't. You think I care who the speaker is, Jim Jordan? That's for like the sheep and the clowns and the animals to fight over. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Jim Jordan, uh, Mike Johnson. Uh, you know, it's it's like it's like a low IQ like carousel for a bunch of dummies. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not a victim. I'm not acting like I'm a victim in my country. America doesn't 
apparently doesn't deserve the First Amendment or freedom. I thought we we liked it, but if the left wing doesn't want it and the right wing doesn't want it, and the right wing would rather play right wing would rather play patty cakes with Trump and DeSantis than notice that these people are sucking their freedom away in front of their face and yelling about it. But people only care when Nikki Haley does it and she's a neocon. And when DeSantis does it, he's corrupt. But when Donald Trump does it, nobody cares. America doesn't deserve freedom or liberty. You know, this was earned, not given. And if you can't defend your own uh, First Amendment peacefully and with integrity and intellectually, then you don't deserve it. I'm totally fine with the elites are taking it away from you and they're going to take it away. And then people are going to be like, oh, it was Ilhan Omar. Oh, oh, it was the left. No, it's your own leaders. It's your own people. It's the one you're out there drinking Bud Light or, or Coors Light at a rally until, you know, it's too gay for you. And then you switch to freaking Miller Light or whatever. It's like it's your own leaders. They're Judas goats. They're, they're deceivers. They're betrayers. And they don't have to stop deceiving and betraying the Republican Party because Republicans have a fetish for being scammed. You know, they like it. They want it as long as the name is Trump and not DeSantis. If, if the name was Paul Ryan, they'll call it out. But if the name is Donald Trump, they feel not good with it. It's like a weird fetish. So, you know, in general, my take on this whole thing is I'm going to say this over and over and over again because I, I know that there's going to be people who lie about me. I just don't care anymore. But in general, um, I think Israel has a right to defend itself. I think Israel has a right to say it exists. I think Israel has a right to where it is. I think they could do what they want to do as far as like, you know, not leaving. If that's what they want to do, clearly that is what they want to do. So I'm not saying that they have to leave or they have to go. I think they have a right to be there and defend it. With that being said, if your way of defending that is trying to say that every Palestinian baby is Hamas and it doesn't matter if they die because they elected them in 2006, you're a psychopath. There's a reason that most of the world doesn't agree with you. Despite all the propaganda and the media control, there's a reason everybody doesn't believe you. There's a reason 90% of the, the Democratic Party doesn't agree with you. There's a reason that over half of the Republican Party doesn't agree with you. This is the reason because you're not telling the truth. And I know, you know, just like the left, when they're wrong about something, they can't face the truth, so they have to censor. That's what the right's doing with Israel. That's what Tom Cotton's doing. That's what Donald Trump's doing. They can't intellectually make an argument that makes total logical sense. So they're running around trying to shut down protests and shut down dissent and justify, you know, the, the removal of free expression because free expression is now terrorism. If you support them, you support all of them. If you think it's sad that a baby gets killed in either country, now you're a terrorist and you don't deserve the First Amendment. They're doing the same thing George Bush did with the Patriot Act, except possibly even worse. And the amount of Republicans falling for it are, are astronomical. I would say a large portion of people are falling for it, but a large portion of people aren't falling for it. So I think Israel has the right to exist and defend itself. And I think Jewish people have the right to like that. And unlike Ben Shapiro, I think Jewish people have the right to disagree too. It's like, I don't believe Nikki Haley and Mike Pompeo and Ben Shapiro and all of them, they all say anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea to call millions of Jews anti-Semitic. I think the word doesn't mean anything if you just say they're all, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, black people are anti-black and they hate black people. It's like the word's not going to mean anything anymore. I mean, if that's what you want, then that's fine. But like you got to figure out a way to tell millions of Jewish people who don't like what Israel's doing. You can't just say they hate Jews. Like it's like, OK, do I hate America because I don't like Joe Biden? Do I hate Christians because I don't think Christian churches are doing a good job? Do I hate Catholics because I don't agree with the Pope? You know, so it's not necessarily true. And in general, there are rabbis who make an argument of, you know, 
where they want to live and they don't think it's there. So it's like, I, me personally, I wouldn't go up to a rabbi for Palestine and say, oh, you're an anti-Semite. I, I got to win the argument another way and be like, don't you think it makes sense to have a homeland there? And he might say, no, we should have it here. Or we don't need a homeland. Or I don't, you know, at the same time, I understand why people are Zionists. I understand why people are against it. But if you just take a blanket statement and say, oh, you're anti-Semitic, there's no way around it. Um, you know, the words people don't like that word has been overused so much and abused so much that now when people hear it, it's just like whatever, because like it used to mean this, but now it's a dictionary. The definition's been changed. It's been passed through legislation and they're using it to shut down protests. I mean, here's another thing I'm going to say before I move on. Certain passages in the Bible would technically be illegal and a hate speech violation, according to the legislation that DeSantis, Trump, and Nikki Haley are passing. They make certain passages of the Bible anti-Semitic in the same way that left-wingers would make certain passages in the Bible homophobic. When the Bible was written, they didn't have hate speech laws and rules. They just said it how they believed it, whether you liked it or not. But now we have left-wingers that have hate speech laws. Right-wingers are passing hate speech laws. And both of them are trying to make the Bible illegal. But the, the thing about the Republicans, like the DeSantis's and the Trumps of the world, they're the ultimate deceivers and Judas goats because they got a bunch of drooling Christians following them, but they don't even read the legislation they pass and they just believe like one-sided, lopsided propaganda. I think, you know, it's sad when, when, when wars happen and people die, but apparently, according to half of the right-wing establishment now, like Tom Cotton, you are a terrorist if you think it's sad that a baby dies in Palestine because they didn't vote for Hamas in 2006 because they weren't even alive. But he wants to justify anything that happens to him because there was an election in 2006 that, according to Ron Paul, that the other side of Gaza, you know, Israel, they wanted a different government. And in many ways, there's articles even recently that certain people over there were funding and bolstering and supporting Hamas. I mean, this is like mainstream Israeli publication. It's not a conspiracy theory. So, you know, it's it's it is what it is. But it's like, you know, the, there's a reason that every Republican I follow that's pro-Israel is getting ratioed into oblivion in the comment sections. It's not because you're a bad person. It's not because your side of the argument is necessarily wrong. I'm not telling you you're wrong, but you haven't kept up with reality and you're trying to use arguments that make no sense and are debunkable by a five-year-old and 90-something percent of the left-wing disagrees with you 80% of your audience disagrees with you. And it's not because everybody's hateful and you freak out now and say, oh, everybody hates me. Everybody's hateful. Oh my gosh, there's too much hate speech. We need to cancel protests. Oh my gosh, there's so much hate speech. It's like the right-wingers melt into left-wing snowflakes and say they have to cancel everything. It's, it's because your arguments are as bad as Tom Cotton's arguments. That's why. Or Ben Shapiro freaking out about a reasonable statement. I'm not saying to like the United Nations, but if someone says the obvious, which is everyone in Israel is not didn't vote for Netanyahu, and everybody in Palestine didn't vote for Hamas. And the election with Netanyahu is a lot more recent than the Hamas election. And half of Gaza is apparently under 18. So they couldn't even vote because half of them probably weren't even alive at the time the vote happened. But Tom Cotton says, just kill them. Whatever. You know, they voted for Hamas. They're terrorists. And if you support any of those kids dying, you're a terrorist too. Fuck you, Tom Cotton. You're a piece of shit. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next topic. Uh, this is uh, Bud Light boycott, I guess, in the uh, UFC. So apparently UFC is facing boycott calls after announcing a deal with Bud Light reportedly worth $100 million. So sheesh, 
Dana White getting that Bud Light money. You know, Bud Light's desperate to rebrand. Dana White's got open wallets. You know, Dana White, in my opinion, is the best CEO, sports CEO in modern history. He's the best. He's taken the UFC to a new level. He allows them to speak freely. He's the real deal. His, in his interviews are interesting. Dana White would sell water to a whale and salt to a snail. That guy's just a full-blown businessman, business, business, business. He'd sell water to a whale, salt to a snail. So I'm not surprised that he did this. Um, am I going to boycott the UFC over their Bud Light sponsorship? Personally, absolutely not. Um, multiple reasons. One, the joke I made when it came out was like, why are people drinking Bud Light? I haven't drank Bud Light since I was in college. Like it's not, a, it's not really like a tasty beer. It's very watery and gross, but in general, you know, I don't drink that much beer anyway, but if I was to drink a beer, there's a 0% chance I'm, I'm buying a Bud Light. So my Bud Light boycott has been since high school or college because Bud Light's disgusting. It tastes like piss. Uh, with that being said, the people that are doing the Bud Light boycotts, I don't find them extremely ethical people where it's like they'll say they're against the pharmaceutical industry. But if Donald Trump gives $18 billion to Pfizer or, or I'm saying $18 billion to the pharmaceutical industry, they don't criticize Donald Trump. They don't boycott Donald Trump because they're professional dick riders. They're professional phonies. They're professional controlled opposition carousel run their audience in circles. How many things have been trans? You know, there's a picture of a Donald Trump and Caitlyn Jenner shaking hands or arm wrestling. I don't know what they're doing. And I'm not that's fine. Trump could, you know, Trump's friends with Caitlyn Jenner. He could do what he wants. But it's like, are you going to boycott Trump? No. Are you going to boycott Apple? It's pretty gay. No. Are you going to boy? So it's like it's kind of just weird to me. And I'm not saying you shouldn't because I think the message was sent. Bud Light received the intel. They, they, they backed off it, unlike a lot of companies. And now I think it was effective in the sense of now companies know that there are a lot of people who don't want that. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was kind of effective, but it's like, there's probably like a hundred thousand American companies that are pushing trans stuff, including like half the Republican party at this point, but like, oh, let's just destroy Budweiser in like forever because of it. It's like, you could do it. I'm not, I'm not stopping you. I'm not trying to make your protests illegal. Like Trump and DeSantis are doing for Israel boycotts, but in general, uh, I don't know. It's just like, sure. You could boycott the UFC. You could boycott Bud Light. Uh, um, what about everything else like that? Everyone else that's doing it. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like the people that are that post about the Bud Light boycott that are like, oh, we're Bud Light. But they're, they're like, they're not ethical people that hold the same standard to everything all the time. It's like they just picked one thing and they're just running it into the ground. It's like, all right, well, I'm sure in the meantime, Apple will probably put up a trans flag. You know, the, the, the account you have for your television account will probably put up a trans flag, you know, like. I don't know. It's definitely good to get the message across, but I'm not going to stop watching UFC. UFC is way cooler than the Republicans boycotting Bud Light. I want to read this real quick, too, and then I'm going to read some comments. This is Charlie Kirk um, in 2019. It's just kind of funny. He said, boom, today Botswana decriminalized homosexuality. President Trump's global push to decriminalize homosexuality is achieving results across the world. Will CNN and MSNBC give his administration any credit for this monumental achievement, said Charlie Kirk. So I don't know if you guys knew, but Make MAGA actually stood for Make Africa Gay Again. I know people thought MAGA was Make America Great Again, but it's actually Make Africa Gay Again because Trump was running around Africa making them gayer. So I, you might have read it wrong on the flyer, you know, MAGA thinking they cared about you, but no, no, it was, it was Make Africa Gay Again. So 
just letting you guys know. So it's like, I don't know. It, it's like I'm supposed to – someone said I lost the point. We, I think you lost the point. Republicans are in America telling you that the slippery slope is too far. They're like, it's out of control. Austin, Texas is too much. What they're doing to the schools are bad. And then they're like, hey, let's blow up a Muslim country where they reject this and tell them to be gayer. Like Charlie Kirk literally tweets all the time. He says – Palestine's not gay enough. We need to go there and make them gayer like Israel. Israel has big pride parades and Palestine's so mean to gay people. It's like, okay, so Republicans tell you that they're they're sick of the slippery slope in America and they don't know how to fix it and they can't stop it and they're trying desperately to stop it in America, right? It's gone too far. They wanted it here. They support it, but they didn't want it to go here. Okay. And then Trump gets in office and then he runs around the world and just tries to make the whole world gay. And then you think, but like not drinking Bud Light, which you should have never drunk because it tastes like piss, you know, now that's like some sort of radical, radical thing that's going to stop transgenderism when your party's running around the world trying to make everyone gay. They're trying to make Russia gay. Trump made Africa gayer. Trump made the Middle East gayer. Like that's what the Republican Party did. They tell Christians that they're running around the world, like spreading democracy and stuff, but they're really just planting rainbow flags and bombing a bunch of kids and like hit, hurting Christians and displacing them in Syria. But they're telling you that they're like totally fighting the left or something or fighting China. It's like, I don't, I'm not, you can, if you want to boycott Bud Light, you could boycott Bud Light. I'm not stopping you. I'm not knocking you. I'm not saying it didn't serve a purpose. I think the amount of people that did boy boycott it, I think Bud Light backed off it. I think Bud Light got the message. I think every every company kind of got the message to know if they go that route that there's going to be some repercussions. And I'm not knocking the boycott in itself. I'm just saying after eight months of it or whatever, like the people that will run around just boycott Bud Light, in my opinion, it's like a it's like a trend it's like a trendy thing for them now where it's like we're just going to talk about Bud Light because it gets a lot of clicks but it's like okay so you're against the pharmaceutical industry right yeah 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 are you boycotting Pfizer or whatever yeah 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 well Trump loves them uh, well I like Trump so I'm not going to boycott him all right well then your your conviction doesn't matter you know what I'm saying you're 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 not you're not like a principled man if you're so principled that you're going to stop everyone who's ever you know promoted anything trans then do it. But if you won't do that when someone on your side does it, then it doesn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like people just picked Bud Light and it's become like a symbol now, you know, like Bud Light's the symbol of everything where it's like, did they do something? Absolutely. Do they deserve to get boycotted? Sure. I don't care. I don't, I, I'm telling people I've been boycotting them since high school and college. Cause it tastes like piss. I can't think of the last time I've drank a Bud Light. I don't drink beer. I'm I, I'm boycotting all beer. It's disgusting. But in general, if I do drink a beer, it's not Bud Light. You know what I'm saying? I get drunk sometimes. I'm not like an alcoholic, but I like to turn up a little bit. You know, I'm not. I don't have a problem, so it's not like a issue for me. But I've been boycotting Bud Light for 15 years. I just think it's funny where it's like it's just become like a symbol of everything gay. Where it's like even Caitlyn Jenner was mad at Bud Light, and I didn't understand that at all. No disrespect to Caitlyn Jenner. I like the family. I'm just saying in general, like Caitlyn Jenner is like, this is a travesty. Like she was all mad at a, or, or whatever you want to, you know, I don't know the pronouns, but in general, Caitlyn Jenner was like furious and freaking out in the press about Dylan Mulvaney. And I'm like, what's the, I don't get it. Like, do you not want any sponsors? Like it, it's the same thing. If you do something like if everyone boycott, like it's the same, how is Dylan Mulvaney different than you? I don't like, Obviously, you're different humans, but I'm just saying, like, 
why are you mad at it? I like, it's like, I don't get it. You know, it's, I, I get the protests. I was cool with it. I, it's not something I even had to join because I've been boycotting years before anybody just off of the taste of it. But in general, like, it's like, all right, we're going to pick this one thing and we're just going to ride it into the ground forever, but we're going to ignore 99.9% .9 of other things while our party runs around the world and Ted Cruz and Trump try to make Africa gay. And that's the way we're going to beat the transgenderism in America is by just picking one company. And like, I don't know, you could do it. I'm not mad at it. I'm just, I like the UFC more than I like Republican protesters. So I'm going to watch it. UFC fighters are cool. I don't care. You know, Monster Energy is a sponsor of the UFC and I don't drink Monster Energy, but it's like, I'm not going to stop watching it. And in general, as far as ethics, like the UFC is way better for America and the world, in my opinion, on 15, like culturally, the UFC is the greatest thing to happen to conservatism. So you got to really think about it. Like the NF boycott, the NFL, the NBA, like th all these leagues are horrible for America. They're sold out to the pharmaceutical industry. They're sold out to the military industrial complex. They're sold out to everything. Everything that conservatives believe in, the NFL and the NBA are, are the worst at. And just, you know, and they have 50 sponsors that hate you. So if the UFC gets one or two or three sponsors that you don't like, you're going to boycott the whole league that like, dude, the UFC has probably done more for conservatism than all of these influencers boycotting Bud Light combines. Like, what are they doing? They're just posting it for clicks. Like, yeah, sure. Boycott it. I don't care. It's not, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to call you names, but it's like, do you have ethics? If something you like, does it, will you drop it? I know these people don't have it. Give me 10 people that boycott Bud Light. Give me 10 of them. And I'll say, do you do you not like Travis Kelsey now because he sold the Pfizer thing? Yeah, no, I don't like him. I'll never support him again. Why? Well, because he, he hooked up with Pfizer. Donald Trump has done more for Pfizer than tra Travis Kelsey has. He's helped them with socialist money. He's bought their product. There would be no Pfizer shot if Donald Trump didn't buy $100 million with your taxpayer money. So are you going to boycott Donald Trump? No, I love him. I'm a fanboy. So your boycott of, of, of Travis Kelsey doesn't matter. You're not ethical with it. It's that's, that's the Republican party to a T. They're a bunch of like drama queen soap opera actors. You know what I'm saying? Everything they do is fake because they don't have the morals or principles to, to, to hold it across the line. So, you know, it's like, who cares? You, you don't, you are only saying that because you don't like that guy and you don't like the product. But if the guy that you worship does worse for that industry, you're not going to say a damn thing. So it's fine to boycott, but these people don't really boycott. They just, you know, it's like the, the free speech thing. They're, they're pro free speech for everything but the foreign country that they definitely don't work for. And then they're not pro free speech, you know, but they're pro, pro free speech for everything else. Just not for Israel. That there, there needs to be banned protests. Dave Rubin thinks that Ben Shapiro thinks that every most of the Republican Party thinks it or they stay silent because they don't want to get kicked out because that's what you got to do to be there. But if you notice it, the client anti-Semitic, but whatever. It's like, so if you're not that, then you're not pro-free speech. You know, if you're if you're going to boycott one American trans company, ignore 99.99999% .99 of them, and then support a guy who runs around making Africa gayer and bringing the slippery slope to Africa, and then you're cheering about it on Twitter while you're boycotting Travis Kelsey because he sold the Pfizer shop, but not the father of the vaccine who gave Pfizer millions of dollars because he bought a hundred millions of their doses with socialism money. And then that same guy's on stage saying socialism sucks. And half the people that are speaking at turning point are like full blown socialists at this point. Cause they supported the cares act and they won't speak out against it. 
it's all fake. You know what I'm saying? It's all fake anyway. So it's like if you do, if you want to watch the NFL or you don't, I, I can't stand the commercials in the NFL and stuff. But you know, I'd rather boycott that than the than the UFC. Like I don't. The UFC is a net positive, and I think it's like it's a sport that is just like you're gonna get it all. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get an Israeli flag. You're gonna get a Palestinian guy. You're gonna get you know what I'm saying? Some like little talk, trash talk. You're gonna get a brazilian you're gonna get a muslim you're gonna get a christian you know saying you're gonna get a weirdo atheist and not all atheists are weird i'm just saying like as far as culturally nothing is better than the ufc so it's like you could throw the baby out with the bathwater over the bud light boycott but to me i'm not going to you know what i'm saying i don't uh the nfl is way worse the nba is way worse and to be honest the uh the ufc is better i think for conservative culture then all the Republicans who would boycott them combined. Like these people don't do anything. They don't accomplish that much. They literally just freak their audience out, run them in circles and don't tell them the truth that will actually set them free and get results done. That's why we're always losing. Like we're not losing because the Democrats are scoring more points than us. And we're not losing because we're getting cheated. We're losing because our own party's scoring points on the other basket. But 95% of conservative influencers don't want to tell you. Either they're in on it or they don't want to lose their money, you know, or they're dumb. You know, and it's probably a combo of all three, but I'm going to read a few comments. Someone said, welcome to America. And here's what I'm going to say, too. I'm not. It is what it is at this point. I'm at peace with whatever's going on. I'll deal with it just like everybody else in this weirdo world. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to, like, freak out at people for who they would vote for. Someone said, make Africa gayer. You totally lost me there in your atheist comment. Wow. Wow. Really? That surprised you? Welcome to the show. Um, it's a fact that, I mean, do I have to put it on the screen again? I don't want to like lose my thing. Charlie Kirk was bragging about how Donald Trump was making Africa gayer. Like that's a fact. Trump made phone calls to Africa and told them to be gayer. And they, and then I made a joke about it. Make Africa gay again. MAGA. Get it? It's a joke. If that's too much for you, I'm sorry. Uh, and then what was the other thing that you were like blown away by? The atheist comment? I said, because there's some weirdo atheists in the UFC. Who... And then I said, not, but not all atheists are weird. And not all atheists in the UFC are weird. That bothered you? That I was just said that there's one or a few atheist weirdos in the UFC. There's a few Christian weirdos in the UFC. And there's a few Muslim weirdos in the UFC. Is that better? I'm a weirdo. Are you okay with that? Is that okay? Is that why I don't No, Everybody's normal in the UFC. There's no weirdos. They're all just totally, you know, they're all Jordan Peterson's clean your room, bucko. It's like, does Jordan Peterson even brush his teeth? You know, clean your room, bucko. Dude, brush your teeth, Jordan Peterson. I'll clean my room when you brush your teeth. Okay. And then we'll, and then we could talk about it on a podcast. Clean your room, dude, work out and stop trying to start a foreign war that you won't fight in. How about that? You're great at like 95% of what you talk about, but. What am I saying? Running around making Africa gayer for real though? I'm just saying that's what the Republican Party does. Like they, they complain about the slippery slope in America and then they run around the world with their foreign policy and try to make everyone gayer. I'm just I, like... If you're pro-gay, then that's a good thing. You're glad that Trump's making Africa gayer. 
if you think that it's not a good, but my point is this, because I had some constitutional lawyer be like, what are you trying to say? Are you for the criminalization? Here's what I'm trying to say. America should focus on America. I don't give a shit what Ted Cruz thinks about Botswana or, 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 or like Uganda. Ted Cruz can't even fix Austin, Texas. So shut the fuck up, Ted Cruz. Excuse my language. Shut the fuck up. That's what uh, Juicy Day says. Excuse my language. I already cursed. So I'm, I'm just throwing it out the window. It's like, who cares what Ted Cruz thinks about Africa? Like, why, why are they, why are they pushing their rainbow agenda on Africa and, and simultaneously complaining about it in America? Don't you think that's a little bit weird? I, I'm not telling Africa what to do. I just want American politicians to focus on America. But apparently, if you want American politicians to focus on America and stop trying to tell everyone else what to do in the world, you're racist, sexist, xenophobic, and anti-Semitic or whatever, you know, and homophobic. It's like we're getting embarrassed by a lot of the world now. So many countries are figuring out how to have clean, safe megacities and America can't seem to really figure it out. Why? Because they're not trying. They're running around the world planting rainbow flags and bombing kids and telling you that you're a terrorist if you don't want them to do it. Like both parties. And both parties are like, you know, have their pros and cons, but there's more pros to, domestically to Republicans if you believe that they're actually going to do what they say. Like, you know, at this point, I don't really believe Republicans. I think they're really just there to serve a foreign nation. And if you notice it, they freak out at you, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm my bad. I just thought maybe like the first bill you would pass in America would be for America. I know it's a crazy thought. I know I'm, I'm a horrible person, I guess, because I thought an American House Speaker of the House in a situation where the economy has been in the shitter, inflation is massive. The average family is suffering and wages aren't going up, but inflation is going up. We just got bamboozled in the whole pharmaceutical lockdown thing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Our country's probably fatter than it's ever been. Uh, our cities are a dumb. Crime is rising. People are getting their things stolen out of their cars every single day in major cities. It's getting astronomically horrific. I'm sorry that I thought maybe the Speaker of the House would pass the first bill for America. I don't know what I was thinking. Let me get on my knees and you know worship a foreign country. My bad. I don't know what I thought. I, I thought I was a Republican, but I guess I'm not because that's what the Republican Party. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like outlandishly ridiculous at this point. And the thing is, everybody's blown their cover to the point of like. When I talked about this stuff in 2019, nobody knew what I was talking about. Now everyone knows what I'm talking about. You know, there's a there's a reason that in this war they've lost public support. But here's the thing. Public support doesn't matter because they control both sides, essentially. And by they, I mean the establishment. And by the establishment, I mean, uh, you know, aliens. No, I'm just kidding. Um but I'm, I, it's like, they'll be like, who's they? And it's like, you know, that everyone gets defensive. It's like, I don't know the uniparty. Can I say the pharmaceutical industry? Am I like, am I allowed to like be specific with it or no? But in general, uh, it's like, it does, you know, public opinion doesn't necessarily matter because certain things are going to happen regardless. Like the omnibus bills are going to get signed and it doesn't matter if puppet named Trump or puppet named Biden are there. The bills are going to get signed. It doesn't matter if Nancy Pelosi's there or Kevin McCarthy's there. Certain things are going to get done. It doesn't matter if Jim Jordan or Mike or Magic Johnson, whatever his name is, you know, I'm going to call him Magic Johnson, even though he's the opposite of Magic Johnson. But in general, uh, it's like, you know, certain things are going to happen anyway. So public opinion doesn't matter. But I'm just analyzing why the pro-Israel side has lost public opinion. 
it's not because everybody's hateful. It's because people like Tom Cotton are acting like psychos. They're saying there's no, like, if I'm supporting Israel and I love Israel and I'm totally on the side of Israel and I'm like, I live in Israel and that's my country. And I'm like, even I would be more like a Trey Yinks where it's like Trey Yinks is out there on the streets, but he's saying, listen, he's saying the same thing that I'm saying. He's saying we Hamas is evil and, and there's no way around it. But all Palestinians can't suffer because of Hamas. And like that statement is being said by Israelis also, just not everybody. But the Tom Cotton, dude, I actually despise people like Tom Cotton more than people in Israel who support their own country. I respect people in Israel who support their own country and people in America that cry about what I'm saying. Just like I told people you could go to Ukraine. If you care that much, why don't you go and go fight that war in a foreign country? You know what I'm saying? I don't. I'm not district, but if you if you're living in San Diego and you're crying about my comments and your entire feed is like you want to fight a war in a foreign country, you can go. I respect people in Israel that stand up for their country. I respect people in Israel who are loyal to their country. I, I respect people in Israel who have an opinion about Palestine. I don't respect a Christian American politician that's that 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 literally has dumber, stupider, and more evil statements than a Jewish Israeli journalist who's on the front lines like Trey Yinks, who's out here telling the truth, saying that all Palestinians aren't responsible. Oh, is he anti-Semitic too? Is he Hamas? No, dumbass. He's a Jerusalem journalist who's on the front lines who would fight the wars that you would never fight, Tom Cotton. You look like a scrawny little demon. You know, let's let's do a let's do a celebrity boxing thing, Tom Cotton. If I win, you and Nikki Haley have to be baristas in Tel Aviv instead of US politicians. And if I lose, I'll stop talking about politics completely and find another career. Let me know. Uh, but in general, it's like I have no respect for an American politician that will sit and say that anybody that supports anybody in Gaza are all terrorists. When there's Jerusalem Jewish journalists in Israel that will tell you that every Palestinian in Gaza is not responsible for, for Hamas. But Tom Cotton says he is. Fuck you, Tom Cotton. You're a piece of shit, bro. Like that guy is such a scumbag. It's insane. And then he's sitting there in Congress and people like him because he's on Fox News. What a dirtbag, you know, unreal. Someone said, damn it, Anomaly, you have to start with Tim Pool in a cage match. Bro, Tim Pool's like one foot tall. You know what I'm saying? I'm 6'3", dude. Yeah, Tim Pool. Let's, I would love, I, I don't think the Athletic Commission of Vegas would even let me and Tim Pool fight. It's a weight and a height. Unless Tim, Tim's probably fat, though. I don't know. He probably weighs as much as me because he's a little, he's like a little beanie chode. But in general, you know, I would love to box Tim Pool. Just give me a year to train. And, uh, you know, if if I win, Tim has to take the beanie off his head and admit he's not a good person. And if I lose, I don't know. Tim could figure out something that I do. But like, you know, Tim is a, a good businessman. He's a good businessman. I would even say he's a good news host. He's a good podcaster. He's just not a good person. And at, at the end of the day, it's like you could have all the money and fame in the world. But if everybody thinks you're a piece of shit and you treat everyone like garbage and you have like Napoleon syndrome and you just treat everyone like shit. You're not that cool. You know what I'm saying? I've chilled with athletes that are the greatest at their sport and they treat me like family. It's like Tim Pool is like a little demon. He runs around with his beanie just treating everyone like shit. Nobody likes him, but you know, he's totally cool. It's like, whatever, dude. Sure. Whatever. You know, that's fine. He's good. He's good at what he does. Good broadcaster, good podcaster, good businessman, good host. Good, good at growing channels and stuff, you know, good at treating people terrible, whatever, you know. He's just not a good person. But in inside that little cold beanie of a man, there is a heart and there is a soul. So I'm not saying he's eternally damned or anything. I think there is there is a big heart inside that crippled little 
you know, beanie dumpster. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I think a man, yes, it's good to be great at stuff, but if you're just not a great person, it's not a good play. You know, I feel like I could chill with Michael Jordan and he would be cooler than Tim Pool. Like he would like treat you like more normal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know, bro. Let me read a few things. Someone says, stop complimenting him. I'm an honest person though. I'm not going to like, I'm not like Tom Cotton. I'm not going to act like everybody's bad. There's a lot of great things that Ben Shapiro does. Ben Shapiro is a very successful businessman. He's a very popular podcast host. I would even go as far as to say that I'm proud of Ben Shapiro for being against vaccine mandates when it mattered during COVID because he actually was pro vaccine mandate before COVID. So the fact that Ben was not against, was against it during it, I have respect for that. You know, there's a lot of things I don't like about Ben, but if I sat here and just said everything he ever did is bad, then I'm just a liar. Why would you even listen to me? You know, it's like, oh, Tim Pool, he's not good at business. Clearly he is. Clearly Tim is good at business. Is he not? He's grown a huge YouTube channel. He's, uh, you know, created a huge platform. He's made a lot of money. He's a good businessman. There's nothing wrong with saying that. You got to, you got to show love to everybody. I'm not, I don't hate Tim Pool. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just speaking. I'm just joking. Um, but in general, I don't, uh, you know, I don't hold any grudges, not against anybody. And that's what I want to talk about. Like with the whole Israel Palestine thing, if you live in Israel, I get why you'd feel that way. But if you're an American citizen that is loyal to Israel, but then you say it's anti-Semitism to say that you're loyal to Israel when you and I know and everyone knows that you are loyal to Israel, but then you also make fun of Jewish people who don't support Israel. It's like you're anti-Semitic if you don't have loyalty, but you're a terrorist if you do. It's like it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like you're the one who doesn't necessarily respect everyone's uh, perspective, but it's like I, I respect the person that's there fighting the war more than the little scrawny Christian, fake Christian, whatever. What is Tom Cotton even? He's like, like a cotton swab or something. He belongs on a Q-tip somewhere. I don't know what Tom Cotton is. He's like, what you know, I don't even know who, like, what is he? Like, he's he's got a more extreme psychotic opinion than a frontline journalist in Jerusalem about a war that he'll never fight. Like, dude, Tom Cotton is is a dirtbag. Um, it's, it's just unbelievable seeing that type of stuff. Because I know the path that these people are going to. Speech laws, protest laws, you're a terrorist. Think about it, folks. If if they could call everybody a terrorist there, what do you think they want to do to them? And then if they could call everybody abroad a terrorist for having an opinion about it, we're not a free country anymore. We're not a country. If they can use that label to justify taking away your freedom and your rights, we're not a free country anymore. And I understand that every situation is not going to be popular. And it's always been this way when it comes to war. They always hated anti-war protesters. They used to hate anti-war protesters more. You know what I'm saying? When people used to protest like Vietnam and stuff, they hated them. People like, uh, what was her name? Jane Fonda or whatever. She was like a big peacenik. Dude, people hated that lady, but she had the right to do it. Well, people hated her. It's like, if we don't have the freedom to protest, then it's not, it's not good. Um, and that's the that's the pattern. If you if you have pattern recognition, it's like the same way with Tom Cotton. It's like, listen, I'm not saying that everyone in Palestine is a good person. Obviously, that's not true. With that being said, if you're going to justify every baby, every kid, half the country is terrible because of a 2006 election. You're a psychopath, dude. You know what I'm saying? You're a psychopath. And it's just, so, you know, I don't. 
And if they could do that there, like, what are they going to do here? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's somebody that is that dishonest about that going to do here? Nothing good. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And if you look at what I was going to say, if you look at everywhere America goes, whether it's left wing or right wing, literally look at it. What does Charlie Kirk say about Palestine? What does Tommy Lauren say about Palestine? What do they always tweet about Palestine? They tweet that it's not gay enough. They want to make it gayer. Like they, I'm, I'm not joking. Like you could find tweets from both of them complaining that Palestinians are not supporting 50 gay holidays and having pride parades. So it's like, all right, so Republicans want to make Palestine gayer. Democrats want to give Palestine abortions. Like they want to save the kids of Palestine, but they want to give them abortions. Both sides are freaking insane. This country is insane. You go to Ukraine. We say we're spreading democracy in Ukraine. Mark Levin and the left wingers and all these people are, you know, what happens in Ukraine? Elections get canceled. Political parties dissolve. They seize property from dissidents. Zelensky seizes all the media like an authoritarian. And you're not allowed to disagree with them now. And all the media is controlled by the government. That's not democracy. And that's our ally. And then Ukraine just gets gayer and gayer and gayer and gayer and gayer. And Russia goes the opposite way. And we're mad at Russia. I'm not joking when I say that America just goes around the world and makes everybody gay. It is funny because like when I say it like that, I'm trying to be like funny with it. But like if you're pro-gay, you're happy about that. You're like, yay, we're making the world gay. If you're conservative and you're like, ah, I don't know about all that. Like I'm not, I don't hate you, but it's like, I don't, I don't know why. Is that our job? Like our, that's America. We're the beacon of the world to just give everyone pride flags. But that's really what we do in every country. Democracy disappears. Pride, everything gets gayer. And then in general, you know, they have no free elections or no fair press. And the same thing's happening in Israel. Israel's using executive power now to round up people who are against the government and against what they're doing. Okay. So I'm just like following the pattern where it's like, we go to Ukraine, democracy disappears. We support Israel in a war. They use emergency powers to seize property and arrest people who disagree with them as Tom Cotton, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and the merry band of puppets and Judas goats that you guys think are on your side, they're all justifying the removal of protests in America. It's not rocket science, folks, what they want to do to America, the Republican Party. It's obvious. They're total controlled opposition. They're like, hey, patriots, get all pissed off like you did on January 6th and follow a bunch of these dingbats on social media that freak you out all the time and run over here. And it's like, and then you run over with all like Donald Trump and all these other Judas goats. And then you just get caught in like a net and then they just throw you to hell. And they're like, ah, those idiots. Why do they keep believing us? And it's, it's like, that's why I'm not following any of this stuff anymore. It's like, I don't care what people do. Everybody has the right to think for themselves and go to a peaceful protest that they want. I just have identified that Trump, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, all these people, they're all Judas goats. So I'm not following a Judas goat to the slaughter. If other people want it, they can. I want no part of it. I don't trust these people. And here's the thing. Like, I want to talk about this real quick because I like Owen Schroyer as a person. I've been on his show before. I, I always, uh, you know, like chatting with him. He's he's a likable guy. Um, I like Owen Schroyer. And if you look at what happened to Owen, he is going to prison because of a crazy bend of the rule. I mean, he's getting a really raw deal because he didn't enter the Capitol, but they're hyping up his charges because he had a bullhorn 
and he had a bullhorn where he's saying a bunch of stuff and they're trying to say what he said was escalating the protest. Um, I disagree with the charges. Obviously, I like Owen. I want him to get out of prison. With that being said, it's just like Trump at that point was selling vaccines like a psychopath and it it all seemed fake and weird and Infowars and it's like they're there with the bullhorn and it's like, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like if you if you if you follow a Judas goat, you're going to get Judas goaded. And the thing with Infowars, from what I've heard, because I don't really listen to them that much, but my friends who do, they tell me that Alex is, is still talking up Trump. So it's like you go to the Judas goat setup event, you get in trouble because of the Judas goat, and you're still promoting the Judas goat. You know, at what, like Alex Jones freaked out on a show and said, oh, if Trump doesn't stop selling the vaccine, I'm going to support DeSantis by October. That was last year. And now he's back on Trump's dick again. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I disagree with the charges. I'm always going to be ethical about it and be like, it's wrong. But at a certain point, Infowars have to stop leading people to the slaughter. You know what I'm saying? It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea to show up at an event with a guy who's like selling a bunch of vaccines. You know, it's like, that's not our guy. We're not like people are talking about like revolution, right? Like with who? With guys that are going to throw you to the slaughter. So at a certain point, it's like, you know, I want people like, I want people to learn from stuff and call out Trump the same way they call out Biden and DeSantis. But if people don't want to do that and they're leading people towards Trump, it's just a whole thing that I just don't want to be a part of. You know what I'm saying? I, I like I pray for a lot of people. I, I'll still tune into an Alex show if, if I if I want to. But in general, it's like the whole thing just seems real weird to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all really weird. It's like with the whole pro protest thing. It's like you're going to, you don't like Travis Kelsey, right? Why don't you like Travis Kelsey? Because he sold Pfizer. Okay. Who do you like? Donald Trump. Donald Trump not only sold Pfizer, he gave them money. He bought their doses. He ran around the country saying it saved the world. Donald Trump has done 20 times, a thousand times more to help Pfizer than Travis Kelsey ever did. So do you hold Travis Kelsey and Trump to the same standards? No, we don't. Then who the hell cares what you say or what you do or what, like, you know, that's that's why I look at like 99% of people in the Republican Party now. Like it's all a clown show to me. I'll comment on it. I'll go to an event if I want to. But like I I'm I don't understand what everyone's saying or doing. Like it doesn't make sense to me. And it didn't make sense to me before the January 6th, too. I'm like, wait, Mike Pence is gonna send the electorates back. You think Mike Pence is gonna change the thing because he could send it back to Pennsylvania? Like the 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 vice president has the power to do what? You think he's going to do that? You're listening to Trump. You believe QAnon. You're trusting the plan. You're showing up at January 6th. You think the cops are there for the bad guys. Lynn Wood's freaking out. Like the whole thing just seemed like a weirdo. Like, I was like, ah, no. Nah, and then Trump saying Moderna, Moderna, Moderna. Like it's just red flag, 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 red flag. And people are like running towards it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's at the end of the day, in no way, shape or form does it justify what they're doing to people. But at a certain point, we need to like figure out what's going on and stop sending people there. You know, people have the right to peacefully protest. Absolutely. And anybody that gets overcharged should be stood up for. But if Trump is a Judas goat, which all signs are pointing towards and people getting in trouble for the Judas goat, keep sending people towards the Judas goat. What do you think's going to happen? What, what, what's going to happen next? It's going to be the same like loop over and over and over again. Uh, so, I'm not knocking people's I'm not knocking people's right to do whatever but like I'm I just want no part of like I don't get I don't get it like I don't get what people are doing I don't understand it to me it it feels like with certain people 
it feels like a thrill. Like it, I just feel like certain, like they're posting screw Bud Light. There's like, it, it just seems like they're just trying to get their thrills and you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I'll get my thrills another way. I don't know. Someone said, everyone learn how to, any opinion on officer Tatum? I don't watch his show. I like Brandon Tatum. Uh, I like Brandon Tatum. He's, he's always been pretty cool to me. Um, I don't see his show though, but it seems it seems like he's willing to say certain stuff, you know. Like I've seen him question certain narratives and stuff, so it's cool. I mean, I don't, I'm not telling. Like I like Owen Schroyer too a lot. I like him a lot. I like talking to him. He had good. He had really good instinct at the beginning of the lockdown to to disagree with it and know that it was wrong. That's why I'm just confused that he keeps like acting like Trump is someone he's not. Like I just don't understand it. And I have friends like that. It's not a big deal. It's like. I'm not not like it doesn't justify this, this or this. But like with Trump, I don't know. I don't like it, I, I don't I don't see what everyone else is seeing. And it's like it just feels like it just it just feels weird to me. Like, I, just, I don't know. The whole the whole situation has felt weird for a long time. Um, who would I support for president? I support Americans waking up and realizing that none of the people that they think are someone else are someone else. That's what I support. I don't care anymore. I literally don't. Like if DeSantis wins, whatever. If Trump wins, whatever. If Biden wins, it sucks. But I like I just don't even care anymore because this is my opinion about the Republican Party. I dislike DeSantis at this point because he's very, very sneaky and he pushes speech laws like even harder than Trump. Like he's like desperate. But like Trump is just a goofier version of that who just acts different. So part of me says DeSantis would be better because people don't like DeSantis. You know what I'm saying? Like if DeSantis did 20 things that were crazy and Trump did 20 things that were crazy, listen to 95% of Republican media, like the Dan Bonginos of the world, like you said, and all these people, they would freak out about DeSantis doing it. But if Trump did it, they would make excuses or not talk about it. So at the end of the day, you understand what I'm saying? It would. It, it feels like. It feels like people don't like DeSantis, and that's a good thing. Like I think it's healthy to question your politicians. I don't like this whole. I have faith when he does something, but someone else doesn't. It's bad, but it's good when he does it. Like to me, that's that. Like that's the perfect Judas goat. Like nobody wants to quit. Like if I said to people, if I said to like eighty percent of the Republican Party. Nikki Haley works, did this, and she passed this speech law, and it's against the First Amendment. People would say, Nikki Haley sucks. Nikki Haley sucks. Nikki Haley's a neocon. She passed those laws because she's corrupt. And then I could literally say, Donald Trump also passed those laws. They'd say, well, he must have had a reason. Oh, no, he must have thought it was good. He must have got tricked. He must have got fooled. He must have a plan. You know, so like Trump. Republicans need to snap out of it. So any politician that can make people wake up, like I don't believe any of these people are going to save us. I think the country is falling apart because both sides are losing their minds. And just like the left is losing their minds over this stuff, so is the right. And and here's, I guess, where I disagree with people. I don't think we just deserve things because we want things. I don't think that. You want freedom. You want the First Amendment. But you want to make excuses when it's taken away because you like one of the characters in the plot. You don't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Like America is rightfully losing their First Amendment. Rightfully so. De Democrats don't care about it. They got brainwashed into getting tricked out of it. Republicans care about it only if Donald Trump doesn't de do it or for a foreign country. Then you don't believe in it. You deserve to lose it. And then they'll say it's the left and the left will say it's the right. It's, a, it's all a joke. 
it's earned, not given. You know, if you want to keep it, you got to, you, yeah, men have to stand for something and speak the truth, not just follow characters. Like if you follow characters, you're just a fan. And if you're just a fan, you get the results of a fan. You don't get to be on the game, make the game winning touchdown. If you lose, you're, you're just watching, you know? So that's my opinion about who wins president. Who's going to snap people out of this delusion? It's not going to be Biden because then they're going to act like he's running the country, even though. And then if it's Trump, it's not going to be Trump. DeSantis, I, I don't know. Like, I think people need like people need to snap out of it. That's my opinion. Um, let's see. I'm going to read a few more and then I'm going to take off. Someone said, pick a team. I mean, I'll vote for who inspires me the most of the time, but the Republican Party is running around social media bragging about taking away the First Amendment. They're psychopaths, including the people that people like, but only Trump has this weird spell over people. It's the craziest thing. It's like people just think that everything that he does happened like there's no other way. Like if I could be like, all right, well, he took $200 million from this donor. He took a hundred million dollars from this donor and he did what every politician does. He, he sold out, you know, like why is Tom Cotton doing that? I don't know, but nobody's going to make an excuse for him. But with Trump, there's always an excuse. There's always a thought that he's playing a game that he's not like Trump could stand up there and say, I sold out. I don't like you guys. And people would be like, it's a sign. He's, you know, like he could literally just spit in people's face and they'd be like, is that mac and cheese? Is he trying to tell me to go to Applebee? Like, no, he doesn't, you know, and I'm being extreme now, like as an example, but like, that's the spell that Trump has over people. It's astronomical. And that's at this point now, I don't sit and cry about liberals all day. I'm not going to sit and cry about conservatives all day. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to live my life, enjoy myself, try to crack jokes, et cetera. But like, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I, and what I want to say about a lot of the like the stuff that's going on too, because it affects me as well, like it affects everybody. I will never say that anyone deserves to be overcharged or arrested because it's not true. And I, I've, I've watched what they're doing to conservatives and it's not fair and it's not honest and it's not right. But it's like if we're a team, right, we're supposed to be a team, the Republican Party or whatever. We're a team. Right. And everybody keeps doing stupid shit and everybody keeps getting everybody in trouble, and you're following a guy that literally doesn't give a shit, like, at what point do we take accountability and stop following a leader that's not leading us in the right direction? And that's the craziest part about all this stuff is, like, so many people got a raw deal. Um, but it's like, I, I, I don't know. At a certain point, if I was there that day, I'm sure they would have tried to arrest me for no reason, but it's like, I don't know. I just see certain things and I'm like, I don't want to go there. Oh, I don't trust that. And like, you know, other people, they just go right towards it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, let me go in the Capitol. Let me go here. Like, it'd be funny if I took a picture of Nancy Pelosi's office. Like not everyone got charged for that. I'm just saying like the guy, the people who like went into Nancy Pelosi's office, if you're not smart enough to realize that you going in someone's office during a protest, that's a little wild, isn't a good idea. It's like an IQ test. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everyone did that. They're charging people for bullshit excuses. But like, this is why I don't like to go to shit because people act like idiots. You know, it's like, and I don't want to be responsible for what everyone else is doing. But it's like, if we're going to be a team, everybody can't keep fucking up and getting me and everybody else in trouble. Like at a certain point, 
I, it's not my team. You know what I'm saying? My team is not a guy who stands up at the Capitol and yells about Mike Pence while the next day he's going to say his vaccine saved 100 million lives. Like that's Bill Gates' team. That's not my team. My team is not a guy who says if I was president, there wouldn't need to be mandates because no one would have wanted, everyone would have wanted to get the shots because I had them rocking. A guy who takes donor money after he says he'll never take donor money, a guy who hires the pharmaceutical swamp, a guy who gives Fauci an award on his last day of office, a guy who passes anti-First Amendment laws, like that's not my team. So if that's your team, like I don't want to be a part of the team anymore. Knock yourself out, do what you want. I, I'll, I'll pray for you. I'll stand up for the people who are, who get wronged. You know what I'm saying? I'll admit that the FBI has gone insane against Trump supporters, but they're making it too easy. You know what I'm saying? It's like they want you to fuck up and you guys keep fucking up all the time. It's like, you know, at a certain point, like if it's a chess game, people got to act right. You know, like understand the situation and you can't just like follow a guy that's leading you to the wrong spot all the time. Someone said, you lazy bum. Sure. You can say that. Um, someone said, I lean to the right, but I'm kind of on the fence as I don't agree with everything with both sides. If you agree with everything that one side's saying, you're going to get tricked because they just flip it every couple years and then like people can't figure it out. But in general, someone said, we're playing chess, but we don't have with no queen. It's a good example, but it's one of those things too. Like, you know, I'll give you another example. This is just game theory, right? And I can't tell with Trump now because like, you know, honestly, if he wins the election, he wins the election. I think there's a high possibility of that. But like he hired General Mark Milley, right? M many would say that's a mistake. So he hired General Mark Milley. That's a mistake. He did what he did during lockdowns. Okay, whatever. His last day of office, he gave Mark Milley an award. So it's like when Trump had power, he gave Mark Milley an award and hired him but he has no humility or self-awareness. So now he's on true social, just yelling treason. If this were a game of chess, that's a stupid move. Trump is such a, he's like a, everything he does is Judas goat. Oh, 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 and his people are, oh, and they follow him and they yell and then they get arrested. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, for what though? You're getting arrested for what? A vaccine salesman who gave that guy an award? Like Trump's not fighting Fauci. He's friends with Fauci. He gave an award to Fauci and he hired pharmaceutical lobbyists all over government that did more for pharma than anyone ever could have. Like he hired the most pro pharmaceutical people who were compromised to run the entire health department. That's what Trump did. So like if you believe that he's like a hero and him freaking out about people he gave awards to is real, then you're going to start getting freaked out and you're going to start believing him and showing up at events. And then like it, it's like it's all like a clown show. You get what I'm saying? So like if I don't want my leader to be just screaming things on social media all the day into the wind on a social media that only QAnon people follow. So it's like a bunch of people that think he's Nikola Tesla. It's like I want him to like get back in power and do something versus just like you know, the proper thing to do would have been to not hire General Milley and give him an award. But since you couldn't do that, the proper thing to do would comment on it, wait, and then kick him out and get somebody else there. But it's like just screaming treason. Like, it's just going to ramp up the tension on the other side, but they have all the power. You get what I'm saying? If you lure a million people to the Capitol or 100,000 people to the Capitol and they all believe you because they think you're real and they think that you're going to win and you you have a plan with Mike Pence and Lynn Woods telling the truth and they trust the plan and an and X-22 report and Simon Parks told them that this is the day it's going to happen and Simon Parks said that the police aren't there to arrest you. The police are there to arrest the bad guys and then you go there and then the police start arresting you. You're freaked out because you, you, you got summoned to a trap and everybody lied to you.
Like that's straight up what a lot of these cutards are telling their audiences is that when they see the police, when they go to January 6th, it's not for you. It's for, it's for the bad guys. They're like, Trump's going to send them in and they're going to like arrest all the Congress. And I'm not saying that everyone should have got charged because they shouldn't, but the amount of people who believe that and got riled up to go into the Capitol, it wasn't zero. It wasn't one. It wasn't two. There were people who believe that that's real. Not everyone. Some people are getting charged for standing there, this or that. But like some people were getting like mentally controlled to like, you know what I'm saying? The same way a lot of times they groom certain people to commit events. They just like groom them and fill their head with stuff and try to get them to do stuff. It's the same thing they're doing to the right. They're filling their head with martial laws. Good. Lockdowns are good. Trump's a secret hero. I'm going to go and we're going to save the world. Like, you know, and then they go and then they get set up and it's like, what it's dude like it's not real you know so that's just a certain thing where i'm like i don't someone said simon said he had sex with alien queens and has cosmic babies yeah and this is this is the person that millions of like maga boomers are listening to because they have them on the q and shows so they're like oh yeah this guy's real legit it's like what like listening to him for three minutes i could literally i could literally tell that he's full of crap but like if people believe that you're allowed to believe and think what you want. It's just like, I, you know, I don't want to be part of such a sloppy, scammy movement. I just don't like the leader is working for the other side. The leader is doing socialism and communism while he's saying he's not doing it. Everybody's enthralled with it. Nobody wants to question them. They keep listening and getting like riled up listening to these podcasters, freaking them out all the time over stuff that's not even real. And then they're all mad, but they're not even mad in the right direction. So what's the point of even being mad? I'm not an angry guy, so I'm not mad at all. But it's like the people, whenever I meet people that are really pissed off and they're Republicans, 10 times out of 10, they're not even right about what they're mad about. You know, they're always just pissed because they listen to like Dan Bongino or Charlie Kirk or something. And they're like freaking out, you know, or I don't even know who they're listening to, Cat Turd and El Donaldo Trumpo on Twitter. And they're in this state of like freaking out and like, because they're like, oh, my God, you know, it's like when I listen to what they're mad at, I'm like, you have valid concerns. I'm not saying like the Democrats are good. They're obviously bad, but like your way of fixing it is completely wrong because you're following a bunch of people that aren't really who you think they are. And they're never going to do what you think they're going to do because they're not that. And I could prove that they're not that. And I could prove that they passed anti-First Amendment speech laws. And I could prove that they did more socialism than Obama. So you're following someone that's not real on a path of fixing something that they're not even trying to fix because they're working with the people you think they're fighting. And it's never going to end anyway because you're getting mad at characters in a play where there's people above the characters in a play. So even if you replace that character with that character, it doesn't actually matter. You get what I'm saying? Someone came on my Instagram live the other day. I have no idea who it was. And they're like freaking out. And they're like, we need to protest Biden. And I'm like, why would you protest Joe Biden right now? Like you can, you have the first amendment right too, but like the election starts in like a couple months. The main election is next year, within a year. Why would you protest? Like what is protesting Joe Biden going to do? What do you want? We want him out. Then vote for the other guy. I like you want him replaced with who? With Kamala Harris? Who do you, Gavin Newsom? You know, the secretary, like uh, Nancy Pelosi? Like who do you think's going to, replace him like what that's not uh, getting rid of biden's not a solution via protest like you're mad because you want like what you know like i don't even understand where people are coming from like vote for the republican in the next election and then biden will leave the white house in january in a year and a half like why would you wait three years into a presidency to protest a president like 
this is, and all I'm going to say is this, someone said, what's your solution? If you listen, this is why in certain ways, no one's perfect or anything. I'm just saying like my instinct kicks in. I'm a very individual, individualistic person, probably to a fault. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has a, a vibe, a tribe, but in general, it's like, I'm not a follower. This is a, a pro and a con of my entire life. If 99% of people go this way and they start shaming me and say, you're, you, you need to go this way. If I don't believe that's the way to go, I'm 0% follower. Some people will follow the crowd because they want to be cool. So there's just certain elements. And this is the solution is when they're telling us to go this way, our party, our people and stuff, I think about it and it doesn't make sense. So it's like, you know, the, like basically what I'm saying is like, sure, protest whoever you want to. There's a protest for everything. But like logically, if you can't figure out that logically protesting Biden a couple of months before the Republican primary is like the weirdest time to protest. Like, sure, do it. I don't care. But like, what's the protest? Biden sucks. Yeah, we know. Okay, what? We want him gone. Okay, how? I don't, we want him out of the White House. Like in the election, that's in three months. I Like, isn't that the easiest way to replace him? What do you want? I just want him gone. For who? Who's going to go if he leaves? Uh, Kamala Harris? Like, what the hell? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So it's like people aren't thinking. They're just getting angry. And the reason they can't think straight is because they're angry. When you're mad, you can't think straight. So it's like, okay, that doesn't make sense to me. And it was the same with like January 6th. Like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what was going to happen on January 6th. I don't think most people did. I don't, I don't think that most people did anything wrong. I think they got lured to a Trump rally, essentially, and they just thought Trump was going to speak. But to be honest, a lot of people believed in Donald Trump and they thought that he was going to actually get Mike Pence to do something. Me, I'm not going to say it's 0%. I mean, maybe Donald Trump has a trick up his sleeve, but like no, every everything didn't make sense to me. And I'm just glad. And I, I say this stuff publicly because I want people to like think about why did Anomaly not go, but everyone else went? Why, you know, here's the things that were going through my head. The first thing I'll tell you, I, I repeat this because I just want to, these were the red flags in my head. And then I had no idea what was going to happen, but I just didn't want to go for this reason. It's the same. If someone said, Hey, Anomaly, we're going to go to Florida to protest Joe Biden uh, today or next week. Do you want to go? We're all going. It's going to be big influencers. If I cared about money and fame and attention, I would go. Cause I could go and I could film myself and I could take pictures and I could say, Hey, look at me. Now I got content. It's a smart business decision, right? Go even going to like an event like January 6th as a journalist, you could film, you can interview people. It's a great business decision. So a lot of people, they want attention. They want the money. They want the fame. They want, they want what goes there and they believe in it. Uh, for me, I would think to myself, why would I fly all the way to Florida? I'm not a professional activist. I'm not an activist where I'm going to fly and spend thousands of dollars to just march in the streets like a self-righteous prick and then take a selfie of myself and go home. It doesn't make sense to me. I have protested. I will protest when I believe in it, when it makes sense. But even for the lockdowns, I protested in my neighborhood. I protested and I spoke to local politicians and, and businesses. I didn't run around the country. Like, what is, why would I run around the country and wear a mask on an airplane and talk to neighborhoods that I don't live in? It doesn't really make sense to me. But in general, it's like with, if someone told me to go to Florida to protest Joe Biden in two weeks, I'd be like, why? Why are we protesting Joe Biden a couple months before an election? We've already sat through three years of this bullshit presidency the only way to really replace him with somebody that's better than him on the Republican side is to win the election that's literally 
happening in a couple months. Like it doesn't make logical sense for me to fly and spend thousands of dollars to march in the streets and take selfies to fly back over a protest for Joe Biden. It doesn't make sense. But I'm just, that's an example of why I wouldn't go to one if someone told me to go to a Biden protest now. And when it comes to the January 6th, the number one thing that made me not want to go, I'll list them in order, was Donald Trump selling Moderna vaccines. And people who say to me, like now after it happened, everyone says January 6th was a setup. January 6th was a setup. The Fed set up up. Yeah, but how many people went there and didn't know it beforehand? Understandable. How could you know? But in general, I followed my intuition, not the crowd. I don't care who lied about me or pressured me or said publicly on Twitter, you're not a patriot if you don't go. I don't care. I'm not a follower. I'm not doing something I don't want to do. And the number one thing that told me that something was weird was Donald Trump just seemed like a different person. And as many people who could shame me and say, oh, it's the same. I listened to him for three years. I liked him. I made a song about him. I liked Donald Trump more than most people liked him. And I followed him more closely than most people will follow him because I did reporting every day of the entire pandemic because I was trapped in my house and it was uh, I was very passionate about it because I was like a prisoner of my own state now. Um, I followed Trump very closely, not casually. His tweets, what he said, his interviews, like very closely. So after the election, although I wanted Donald Trump to win, although I thought he got cheated, although I, I, I hope that he had a plan to get back in office, I noticed that something changed. You know what I'm saying? He went from being a guy who said 50 different things in a week to a guy who said the same two things on a loop. And it was reminiscent of when Bernie Sanders sold out to Hillary Clinton and just turned into a robot. He went from a guy with a message to a robot, you know, and it was a difference. You don't have to say Bernie was good before, but I, I noticed the shift because I remember Bernie would say 50,000 things. A lot of them actually made sense. Then he turned into a robot. I am a Hillary robot. I am a democracy must be saved. And it's like some bullshit stuff that wasn't or, or organic or authentic. So I figured that out real quick. The same thing happened to Trump after the election. I don't know why. Maybe his someone took over his Twitter or something. But in general, he tweeted about Moderna shots. And he did the vaccine. But if you remember before the lockdown, Trump did the vaccine. But he also talked about the drugs that must be, not be named. I, I, Iber blank blank and hydroxy blank blank to get around the psychotic sensors. And you know what I'm saying? All these like drugs that Trump was trying to rival he was doing a lot of different stuff. He'd do this, he'd do this. So yeah, he did Operation Warp Speed. I didn't agree with it, but he didn't talk about it every day, all the time. And if he did, I wouldn't have wanted to listen to him. So he had a soul, he had a spirit, he was saying interesting stuff. You know what I'm saying? It felt very different. And then after the election, he just started tweeting about Moderna. The first time I was like, oh, dude, Trump, that no, come on, bro. And then he tweeted about it again. And then he tweeted about it again. And then he tweeted about it again. And I think he tweeted about it four to seven times within two weeks, which is very uncharacteristic of Trump. So everybody else was just like, whatever. I thought to myself, I started calling Trump the vaccine salesman. If you see people calling Trump that, I made that nickname up. I also called him Grandpa Moderna. And the reason that, and that nickname still stuck. People still call him that. The reason I, I, I called him Grandpa Moderna is because he turned into Grandpa Moderna. He just started being like Moderna, 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 Moderna. He said it way too many times for me to be comfortable with it. So I started joking to people and I'm like, like oh, there's going to be a rally. What, a vaccine rally with the vaccine salesman, Grandpa Moderna? I said this from like, no, and, and I still wanted Trump to win. Don't get it twisted. I still hoped he had a thing. Like, you know, I didn't, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know. I, I was hoping the legal process worked, but anyway, the first thing that made me not want to show up there was I'll show up if I really believe in something, 
But if this guy is a sleazy Moderna salesman, I'm not showing up to an event. What's he going to try to sell me a vaccine in the streets? Like, ew. You know, I don't I don't feel connected to this rally because he's tweeting about Moderna too much. You could think that's stupid, but that red flag, I guarantee you, if I would have went to that protest in any sort of form, they would have tried to throw me in prison. I could guarantee you. I didn't even go to January 6th because I didn't even like Trump at the time, yet they still tried to connect me to that bullshit in some weird roundabout way, or I don't know, they're just trying to act like everybody was involved or something. It's some creepy shit, but in general, it's like if I would have went there, I think they would have tried to throw me in prison. I think they would have tried to say I was this or I was that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're doing to other people, which I disagree with. So thank God my intuition told me that that was a red flag that I shouldn't go. But then also, here's the thing. I don't need money. I don't need attention. I don't care what people think. I'm not desperate for people to look at me. So I thought to myself, why would it make sense when my number one cause right now, uh, did I get a knock at my door? No. But in general, now, let me finish real quick though, and then I'll answer a few questions. But after all that, I thought to myself, I've been going to anti-lockdown protests, right? I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to get a vaccine. I don't think businesses should close. I was doing local protests saying to open the businesses. And I was very passionate about the fact that the country was too closed and I thought it should open. And I noticed that once the election happened, nobody cared about that anymore. And I thought it was very weird where it's like, wow, they just figured out a way to run Republicans in circles for the next 12 months. Instead of everybody protesting the lockdowns like they just were, now they're running circles around Donald Trump. There's red flag number two. People got mad at me for saying that, but that was just how I felt. I was like, now they've, and all the people that were lockdown protesters that showed up for Trump, most of them are going to prison or they're in court. So it's like they basically sucked the soul out of the anti-lockdown movement, threw them to the Judas goat, and then they got set up. But in general, okay, there's red flag number two. This is an important issue. Here's red flag number three. I would have to wear a mask on an airplane to go to a protest. And I thought to myself, do you know how many people that were at January 6th taking selfies wore a mask, got on a plane, took their mask off, and then went to the protest? Like at this point, it's a it's a superficial protest. It's like riding a bike and Pete Buttigieg filming it and then getting off your bike and taking a limo. It's like, the, to me, it's like, a, it's fake. You know what I'm saying? Like the real protest should be, Everybody not wearing a mask on an airplane and then they get rid of the slave laws that are in power, even though Trump's here. Trump's in office and this shit's still going on. So to me, I'm like, even if he wins the election, it's still going on. This is still a priority that nobody cares about. So I was like, logically, I was like, I'm not I'm not fake enough to wear a mask on an airplane for five hours. Take it off. Look at me. I'm a protester. Wear a mask. Oh, my gosh, I'm a slave again. And then go home like that. It didn't make sense to me. Also. Like I said, I'm not a professional activist. I did protests in my town, in my community, because I believed in it. And I wanted to be the same reason I went to a school board meeting, because that's my community. You know what I'm saying? I think locally. Yeah, the country matters to me, obviously. But like, I'm not a professional activist where I'm going to fly on a plane for five hours, wear a mask, just to march in the streets of Washington, D.C., which in my opinion is a disgusting city. I've been there to go to the White House under Trump and I was not impressed. I mean, Trump's hotel was nice. Trump's a great businessman. He got big towels, big rooms. Trump's hotel, 10 out of 10. One of the best hotels I've ever been in. That's not an ad. It's just true. Trump's great at hotels. Um, DC though, 
creeped me out. Everybody's political. Everybody felt like an operative. You know what I'm saying? Like DC creeped me out. It was cool to go to the White House, honor of a lifetime, but uh, I don't like DC. So my protest was not going to DC. Like, why would I march in the streets of a disgusting city that I don't even like, wear a mask to go that just to take selfies and get attention for a guy selling vaccines and then get back on the plane and wear a mask and post my vaccine selfie. Like, that's how I thought of it. So I didn't go for 20 different reasons, you know, and people got mad and were like, oh, it's like, I'm not a follower. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense to me. I'm not going to a vaccine man, grandpa Moderna rally in a disgusting city. It's the same reason why I don't really go to LA or New York city anymore. When I say LA is disgusting, I mean it. I don't go there. I don't go to, I don't go to, uh, you know, certain places like, uh, like New York city. I used to love New York city. I don't feel comfortable there anymore. Austin. I went for a podcast. Um, I thought Austin was disgusting, you know, no, no disrespect, but it's like, that's my protest. And it's the same thing with Bud Light. I don't have to protest Bud Light because I've been protesting Bud Light. I don't want to protest the election. I'm protesting the entire city because it's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? I, whether Trump wins or loses the election, I, you, there's still a mass mandate on an airplane and everybody should be protesting that. So like these, this is what probably saved me from getting set up because I have no doubt in my mind that if I would have went, they would have tried to tie me into the highest extreme possible. Because what they're doing too is like they're trying to stack charges and be like, well, this person stood there. What they're doing to Owen Schroeder is ridiculous. They're saying he spoke on a megaphone and his megaphone riled people up. It's an unprecedented charge. What they're they're overhyping his charge because he's a journalist and he works for Infowars and they don't like Infowars. It's unacceptable. But it's like, you know, they, they got them on a misdemeanor or something, and then they're hyping it up, hyping it up. They're trying so hard to overcharge everybody. They're like, oh, you weren't even there, but you deserve 10 years in prison. It's like, holy shit, dude. There's there's left-wing Palestine activists in there now. There's Brett Kavanaugh abortion ladies screaming in the Capitol. They don't get a day in jail, but you're going to charge somebody for 22 years for because they weren't even like, you know, it's, it's, it's insane how they're overcharging people. And I'm not... In no way, shape, or form am I justifying that. I'm absolutely not. You shouldn't get overcharged just because this or that. Like You should get charged fairly, but I'm just letting people know that's how they operate. They're trying to stack as many charges as they can and charge somebody with the most extreme thing possible to send a message. Um, I'm just glad that I don't trust Trump enough to go to an event that he's at. I'm just saying. Like I went... During, you know, I've been to a rally. I've been to an event. I'm just saying something changed with him after the election. And I'm glad I noticed it. And I'm glad I don't consider myself a professional activist. And I'm like, you know, I'm not like everybody could do what they want. But to me, it's like I have a different way of protesting sometime. When the lockdowns were happening, I protested by standing on the street and speaking and rapping and doing stuff. I spoke to businesses. I tried to get in touch with like politicians to be like, why are you locking down? Like I was trying to walk the walk. If I live in a city or, or a state that's locked down, let me start locally. You know, let me start with something that I could actually change instead of running around the country talking about everyone else's home. This is my home. This is where I live. This is what I'm dealing with. These are the businesses that I know in my neighborhood that are being suffering. So I tried to do it locally. I didn't want to fly around and you know what I'm saying? Just do like speaking things. I like that's just not what I personally wanted to do. Other people can do that. I'm not knocking it. You know, this is what I'm saying too is like everyone has their own speed. This is my speed. And I'm not the type to do something that I don't want to do. 
I remember when Jesse Lee Peterson wanted me to go to one of his events and I didn't want to go to it. And he got mad at me and he asked me on air why I didn't go. I like Jesse Lee Peterson, by the way. He's hilarious. Uh, but in general, you know, he made such a big deal about me not going. And I was like, bro, if you're my friend and you say, Anomaly, you want to go to a diner and I don't want to go, I don't have to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to pressure me. Like, I'm too old for that. I never did that. But in general, it's like, if you invite me somewhere and I say, I can't go, or I don't want to go, or I have something going on, I don't, oh, like, I can give you an explanation, but like, you're not going to bully me into doing something I don't want as an adult. If I want to go, I'll go. If I don't want to go, I don't have to go. And sometimes I don't want to go for different reasons. But in general, it's like, I don't, you know, politics is weird anyway. Like, I don't want to go to, I don't want to travel two hours to a city that I'm not in to talk. I, I, if it seems fun and interesting and something that I believe in, then I'll go. If not, then I don't want to go, you know? And it's like, I don't, people trying to make me do what they want me to do. It's like, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't, it's not, it's not of interest of me. Jesse Lee is an American icon though. That guy is, he is something else. He's literally, he's very unique. He's a very unique character. You know, I like Jesse Lee, but that's just like me as a person. It's like some people, oh, everyone's going. You got to go. I do not have to go. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. You know, I don't, I, I'm a simple guy. And in general, like, you know, this is what I'll say too. You notice in this world, and I understand, listen, I'm not knocking anybody. Cause like I said, Tim pool is a good businessman. A lot of people are networking. They know where the donors are at. They know, they know how to get places, right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with networking. There's nothing wrong with getting attention and getting money and getting sponsors. There's nothing wrong. I'm not being condescending. I'm just being honest. But in this world, if you're in it long enough, you could tell who's who. Like with me, I'm, I don't know if I would say sensitive, but I move at my own pace. I'll go. I won't. I'm a nice guy in person. I'm very nice. I'm very cool, but I'm not like, I don't want to be everywhere all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of like, I like to keep to myself. I don't, you know, I was talking to my buddy the other day and he's like, oh, they kicked me out of this group chat or whatever. And I go, bro, I'm in zero group chats, zero. I'm not in any group chats. I don't want to be added to a group chat. I don't need fr extra friends. Like I got friends. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, I don't want to be in a group of people talking shit about each other, sending memes. Ha ha ha. I talk to my friends. I talk to my family. I don't want to be in one group chat, not a hundred, none. It's nothing personal. That's just my speed. I don't need a, I don't want any group chats. It's not fun for me. I'm on the internet all the time. I'm on the phone all the time. I need to be in more conversations. I want to be in a group chat in real life. I want to be around 10 people speaking in a group, not in a group chat on text. But anyway, there's certain things where it's like everyone moves at their own speed. I've noticed certain people, they want to be everywhere. They want all the attention. They want all the fame. They want this donor. They want that donor. They want to be at this event. They want to be at this event. They want to be here. They want to be there. They want to be the loudest person at this event. And in general, that's not me, you know? So at a certain point, I think if you do do that, especially in this climate and you're real loose with what you want to do all the time, then you're eventually going to be in the wrong spot. And it doesn't mean it's your fault necessarily, but it's like, you know, I just, I'm not, I don't want to be everywhere all the time. I don't want to be the loudest person at every event. I'll, I want to be the best performer or at least, you know what I'm saying? Like put on a performance. If I, if I'm a rap, I want people to remember that it was great. I want people to think my speech was great, but I'm not, I'm not a professional activist. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to be everywhere. Like, and I know certain people, uh, and I'm not talking about Owen, by the way, because uh, Owen Schroyer, um, 
you know, I'm not talking about him because people are going to say I am, but I'm not, I'm thinking of other, other people. But in general, it's like, I know people that they always want to be everywhere all the time. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? And then like, they got caught up in it, but it's like, I, they're, they're just always every, like they want to be, they want to be there. They want to be there. They want to go here. They want to be this. They, they need it. They're mad that this person's talking to that person. They're like eh, talking to me like that. And, and then they get caught up and I'm like, I'm not surprised. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make it right, but I'm not surprised because that it's like, that's what they're doing. They just got to be. And, and like, all I'm going to say is certain people, they stop thinking at a certain point. It's not like it's okay to do network. It's okay to do business. But instead of thinking about what they're doing, they lost the soul to what they were doing to the point where it's just a business now. It's like they they they, they just want to suck up all the money in the Trump world. They don't even care if, if the First Amendment disappears. They don't like the lockdown was the perfect thing. You could like, I voted for Trump in 2020 and I stand by my Trump vote. I think it was the logical vote between him and Biden in 2020. With that being said, like I was speaking out against the lockdown and I said, I believe this, whether Trump says it, Sweden says it, or Biden says it. And a lot of people, they didn't say that. They're like, oh my gosh, Trump's lockdowns are so good. And like a lot of those people got set up because they're like professional bootlickers. You know what I'm saying? They're just running and riding his coattails, not thinking about a damn thing they're doing, trying to suck up every donor event, every business event. I got to be there. I got to be the loudest. I got to be there. I got and, and they're not thinking. So it's like, it doesn't mean what the Biden administration is doing to them is right. It's not. But it's like, if you live that life and you don't think about what you're doing and, and you know, with Owen, I want to say, I respect that Owen Schroyer, he was against the lockdowns from day one. So he was not that type of person. He was against the lockdowns. He didn't agree with it. Uh, you know, he was he was not that guy. I'm not, ta I'm, not I'm not talking about him for this. But in general, it's like, you know, other people. It's like, I don't know. You got to you got to think about it. And with like, I don't know. I know Owen and Alex has have different opinions, but from what I've heard, you know, Alex is back on like Trump, like he's surrounded by a bunch of like Trumpy people. And it's like, I don't know, bro. It's, you know, it's just like, I don't agree to disagree, but it's like Trump, like you're still Trump, Trump, Trump. I like, I want no part of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'll, maybe I'll vote for him if I feel like it, but like, I'm not like, I want to learn a lesson from all this stuff that happened. Like if, if Trump says America lockdowns are good and Sweden should have locked down and you don't say anything about that and it's not a big deal, then our whole movement's fake anyway. What's the point of going to an event? What's the point of being at a protest? Like what, you know, what are we, what are we really doing? Are we really drawing a, a hard line for our principles or are we just going places to show up and get attention and get money and get fame and get, you know, selfies and clicks and go home? Like, what are we really doing? You know, and for me that this weighs into my decisions. It's like, do I want money? Of course. Do I like positive attention? Who doesn't? You know, do I like meeting people in person? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite things to do. But at the end of the day, I don't need those things. And I don't, I'm not going to sacrifice those for what I believe. So it's like, you know, I don't get the same feeling with a lot of people. It's like all about that. And then certain things, it's like, ah, I, that goes out the door. And it's like, for me, that doesn't go out the door. Um, Someone said Trump is human. He can't do anything. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yes, he absolutely is human. Can he, he can't do anything. He's human. He can't do anything. If that's, I mean, obviously it's true. He's a human, unless you have proof that Trump's not a human, but I wouldn't dehumanize him. I do think Trump is a human, but outside of that, 
my question to you is, if your statement is Trump can't do anything, are you one of those people that says he will do something? Or are or, like, that's where I, I wonder. If you say Trump can't do anything, agreed. You know, he's just a puppet like everybody else. He can't do anything. But then you'll be like, no, 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 he can do a lot. He's I'm going to vote for him because he could do a lot. Okay, but you just said he can't do anything. So it's like, I'm just curious. I'm not, I don't know who you are. But, uh, you know, it's like, if he can't do anything, are you the type who says, I don't care about politics, he can't do anything? Or are you like trumped out of your mind, but yet you also think he can't do anything? But the reason you like him is because you think he will do something, but you just said he won't. That's what I'm wondering. Because I don't, I don't know which angle you're coming at it from, but that's what I, like, sometimes people will be like, he can't do anything, but that's why I need him to beat DeSantis because he could do something, but he can't do anything. It's like, you know, or like, that's the part that I, I'm always confused by. Did I see RFK licking the boots of the blank that must not be blanked? Yeah, of course. Um, someone said the president 100% can't do anything. Yes. Well, here, here, here's the thing, though. It's like if Donald Trump is the president and he can't do anything, isn't that what I'm saying? And I'm not saying you're disagreeing because I have no idea. But it's like I'm trying to explain to people whether Trump or DeSantis wins or Biden wins, some things will never change. And the one thing that's gotten annoying about the Trump base, just like the left, is they think if Trump wins, everything's going to get fixed. Or, but, but it's like simultaneously they get mad when you say that he's not going to do anything. They're like, no, he can't do anything, but he needs to win because it really matters. But it doesn't matter because he can't do anything. It's like it's this loop that like never ends. It's like, when are you going to wake up? You know, like if he can't do anything, why do you care who wins so bad? And if he can do something, why didn't he do something? And if he can do something, shouldn't he do something? But if he doesn't do anything, you're going to say he can't do anything. So it's like this, it's like we're stuck in like a Trump loop where it's like he didn't have the power to do anything. Okay, then why vote for him again? Because I like him better than DeSantis. But he doesn't have the power to do anything, I thought. But he does. No, but he'll do something different. Oh, so he can do stuff? Yeah, but then he'll get in and not do anything. And they'll be like, well, he couldn't do anything anyway. So then what's the point? Like, when? so when are you... When is your mindset going to change from I got to really care about him and be a fan to like, oh, he's not that different from all these other people. And until people realize that, then nothing's going to change. You know, it's a, it is a psych. It's like a, a loop. And the election loop is kind of like that, too, where this is the one thing that I still believe that is wildly unpopular. But I'm never going to pretend to believe something I don't. And I have to preface it with this. I don't think the election was 100% fair. I do think mass mail-in ballots is a terrible idea. I think it's crazy to send a ballot to everybody. I think what the Democrat states are doing is nuts. Any state that count that counts for two days is insane, and I don't trust a single thing out of it. Closing the election because of a water leak in a stadium is insane. I saw everything everyone else saw. But at the same time, the only thing that I'll add to this is I think that Trump and the Republican Party allowed all this to happen through the cares act and they basically dug their own grave so the fact that they take no accountability makes me not want to listen to any of them because they are responsible for a lot of the problems they're complaining about but they don't take accountability because then you'll snap out of the little loop they got you caught in but with that being said when the mike pence thing happened you have to understand i wanted trump to win the election i thought he would do it in the courts i thought sydney powell might come through or the kraken or you know i don't know i thought i thought there was a way i wasn't someone that knew from day one nothing was happening i believed that maybe something would happen but who knows in general once they like you got to understand and i always use the explanation of a hail mary because it's the easiest way to explain it 
if you're on a game, whether the refs cheated or not, you have to understand you want to be up in points. You know, this is what every team wants. They want to be up 40 points, like game over. It doesn't matter. You don't want to be down six with one second left throwing a Hail Mary. That's not what anyone wants. That's not what I want. That's not what Trump wants. That's not what Tom Brady wants. That's what happened with the Mike Pence thing. It was a Hail Mary. And I'm not saying this like you have to agree with me. I don't care. This is what I really think. So I was with Trump. I was with Trump. I was with Trump. I was with Trump. And then as things started falling apart, the court cases didn't work. The Supreme Court case didn't work. He didn't, you know, Sidney Powell, like her presentation wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Lynn Wood was saying weird shit. And I like it started kind of like falling apart where it's like, I still think that the Democrats did this, but we don't seem like we have what we need to get it done. So then now it's fourth and 40 and it's a long distance Hail Mary attempt, right? And that's what the Mike Pence thing was. Trump didn't get any of the stuff done that he wanted to get. So he goes, well, maybe Mike Pence can send the electorates back and overturn the election. And everybody ran with it. And I never believed it for one second. I was like, let me, because everyone's so emotional. That's how they get you. And I'm like, wait, so what does he want Mike Pence to do? Because as somebody that wants the vice president to not have the power to overturn an election. That seems like an insane thing. I started asking questions like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, dude, you shut up. You're not a patriot. I'm like, what are you talking about? I want Trump to win. But like, you think Mike Pence can overturn the election? Like, yeah, well, well who can? Well, they, they did it 400 years ago, 150 years ago. Abe Lincoln. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, what? Okay, he, what can he do? What can Mike Pence? Mike Pence could flip the votes. What are you talking about? No, no, no. He could send the electorates back. And then I said, send the electorates back to who? He could send the Pennsylvania electorates back. But they sent them in. Oh, but 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 they changed their mind. Why did they change their mind after they did it? If the electorates in Pennsylvania really believed in this, they could have not sent them in. But that's also an unprecedented move. That it, I don't know if it's even going to work. It's a it's a hail. These are all hail marys. But it's like what you know, and like and and still to this day, people are mad at Mike Pence over this reason. To me, you should be mad at Mike Pence for sucking. Mad at Mike Pence for the coronavirus task force you could be mad at mike pence for being an establishment shill and a liar but like the fact that everybody only doesn't like mike pence over that moment that he di didn't even know like have that's so stupid you know so that's why the republican party's so dumb like everyone's mad at mike pence for the one thing that he's not even really wrong about doing everything else he did was like wrong but like the one thing that like was a hail mary attempt he dropped a fourth and 40 you know what i'm saying like literal hail mary that probably never would have worked and would have put him in prison like i guarantee you if he tried to do that it wouldn't have even worked but that's why republicans are mad at them because they follow the judas goat trump it's a joke the whole party's a joke so like these are things that i'm seeing and most people are like screw that my you know and like and then you get set up you know because you're not thinking so it's like i never thought that he could do that i never thought it would have worked and it probably wouldn't have worked and it's insane that that's the thing that people don't like about mike pence mike pence can literally orchestrate a coronavirus task force of pharmaceutical lobbyists to print a trillion dollars and destroy the currency and you don't care mike pence can orchestrate a pharmaceutical thing to, to, to literally destroy your economy. And that doesn't bother you. Just the fact that he didn't catch a fourth and 400, you know, uh, pass that would have probably ended up in prison and never would have switched the election. That's what people are mad about. The Trump Republican party has lost their mind. And I'm not saying the normal one is normal. It's just like, everything's a joke now. Nobody thinks everybody just follows the herd and the herd's not going in the right direction. So I don't want to be a part of it. That's all I'm saying. What are my solutions? Uh, 
I talk about it all the time, but people usually scream that at me when they don't like what I'm saying and it shatters their whole worldview. So then now they have to like find a new hobby or something. But I think solutions, I think focusing on yourself is a solution, your community, yourself. And when I say your community, it starts with you. You know what I'm saying? Like Trump, Biden, at the end of the day, it's not going to make like Trump didn't make Tom Brady great. You know, Biden didn't make Tom Brady great. Tom Brady made Tom Brady great. And he's been great for 10 different presidents or five different presidents. So it's like at the end of the day, I think every man, every woman, you're responsible for your destiny. You know what I'm saying? There's people during World War II, World War, you know, whatever. It's like they they became great at something. So I'm not saying everyone has to be an athlete, but it's like it all starts with you being a great mom, being a great dad being a great person, being a great, whatever, you know, a businessman, whatever, being, being a nice person to your friends, you know, like just starting simple. And then in general, it's like, okay, if this is truly happening in politics, it seems even smarter to focus on yourself and setting you and your family up for a good situation. And then if you want to be involved in politics, my non-solution before i get to my solution how is cheering in a game that's not real gonna ever fix a problem it, it's not so like people get mad when i say this because they think they don't want to stop doing what they're doing because they think they're changing something but they're not so then how do you change it uh you gotta know that this is happening like if trump and desantis and tom cotton and all these people if 95% of Republican influencers and 90% of Republicans, the same way you get mad at Mike Pence for not overturning the election, if you stood your ground and said, hey, Trump, we know you passed an executive order against a protest. DeSantis, we know that you did the same thing. You're just the same as Nikki Haley. What the hell? Uh, Governor, whatever the guy's name is, the, the, the House Speaker, the first thing in this economy you're going to pass is for a foreign country, not even the second. If everyone did this, it would be over. But the problem is 10 to 20% of people like DeSantis and they're like, just everything he does is great and all the Trump people. And then like 40 to 70% of the people like Trump and they just like Trump. And if Trump and DeSantis do the same thing, they're only mad at DeSantis and they won't talk about Trump. People like Vivek come on my show and say, Soros, DeSantis, Soros, DeSantis. And Soros also gave a loan to another guy. Who's the other guy? You're talking, he's talking about Donald Trump but he doesn't want to say it because he wants to make Trump supporters lie. It's like everyone's so fake. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it would all change if people actually cared and stood their ground. But at this point, in my opinion, Trump supporters are like professional fanboys. They don't want to stand their ground. They don't want to notice. They don't want to call it out. They just want to make excuses for it or ignore it. So it's never going to change. So politically, I'd rather sit at home than go to a Trump rally at this point because there's not nothing going on there besides clicks and views and you know, conversations with good people. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying it's like, you know, if people can't figure out what I just said, it's all just dumb and fake, you know? Like at the end of the day, today is going to be another, uh, you know, circus for the sheep. It's going to be like, you know, Adam Schiff and the Democrats are going to say, oh, or whatever, Speaker of the House Johnson is a far-right extremist because he wants abortions or you know, whatever. And then the right, like Benny Johnson's are going to be like, he's based, he's based in red-pilled, he's based in red-pilled. And then Dan Crenshaw's going to be like, I trust him. And it's like, that's a red flag, but whatever. And the left and the right are going to fight over this guy. He's an extremist. He's great. He's pro-life. He's pro-life. He's a this. He likes Ukraine. And he's up there and saying, 
the first thing I'm going to do is support our allies, Israel. So the little fight that everyone's having, it doesn't matter. And Jim Jordan would have done the same thing. And Kevin McCarthy would have done the same thing. And Speaker of the House, Donald Trump, would have done the same thing. And Speaker of the House, Ron DeSantis, would have done the same thing. And Nikki Haley's doing the same thing. And it's like the only one who would have been different is Ron Paul. That's why nobody talks about him. and He's nowhere to be found. Or Thomas Massey, who's voting ethically against the bill and he explained his reason and it's not because he hates anybody but he has principles unlike everybody else that everyone has so all i'm saying is like i'm trying to help people because i'm not trying to like ruin someone's life but they're making people mad do you get i'm not mad do you feel my energy i'm chilling life is good god is great when you believe in a fake circus, you're mad all the time. Rachel Maddow followers are mad. People who listen to Mark Levin, they're mad. People who listen to Ben Shapiro, they're mad. People who listen to Dan Bongino, they're pissed off, but not even in the right direction because Dan Bongino and Mark Levin and Shapiro and all these people, they're only telling you half the story and they're not, they don't, they don't want to talk about other stuff. So everybody's mad but it's not going anywhere. You're mad. The Maddo people are mad. You yelled at each other. Abortions for Palestine, says the left. How are you going to talk about saving babies and then you want to give them abortions? Like, nope. Nobody makes sense. Um, you get what I'm saying? It's one of those things where it's like, I'm not, I'm at peace because I'm not in a fake world and a fake reality with fake people telling me fake things. Like, I, I know that they're fake and now I just try to have fun with it. And at the end of the day, you know, I want the war to stop and I don't want the a war to happen in America and stuff, but what can you really do? How much can you do? Do what you can do and then you got to chill out because you being mad doesn't actually change anything. You get what I'm saying? In my opinion, you can be passionate and strategic, but I just think like freaking out is what they want you to do because when you freak out, you know, you're, you're irrational in my opinion. Um, Someone said, you don't sound like you're at peace. Think what you want. I don't really, I mean, I don't really care, but. So I said, coming for you at Emily. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I'm so angry. I don't know. I'm not really mad. And I'm what I'm telling people to do, I'm not telling you to like trust the plan and just sit there and do like be nothing. I'm just saying like in general, the 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 problem like i think of like what they're doing is knots too like imagine if you had a knot a double knot a triple knot a quadruple knot and there's so many knots that like now you can't undo the knot like every time like it, it sucks because america is such a great country we could um here's what I, I might even focus on in the next year figuring out how to like clean up our cities because like tokyo is awesome dubai is nice abu dhabi is nice san francisco is disgusting new york's disgusting De like DC is disgusting. I know that they're all run by Democrats and that's part of it, no doubt. But like America's like getting disgusting. And it's like, I, I'm tired of fighting over Trump and DeSantis. I don't care. Pick your puppet. I don't, you know, I don't care. You, you like this person, the left's mad at this. They want Palestine. This, I don't care. I want to fix America. America's disgusting and everybody just cares about foreign countries. It's weird. So, I'm, you know, I'll try to be more strategic because it's like, I don't, I don't want to fight these little proxy battles over nothing, like and run in circles for a while. I think that's half the reason everything's going the way it's going. Like, imagine being a protester in San Francisco and you're protesting, oh, Florida, oh, Ron DeSantis. It's like you live in San Francisco and it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Shouldn't your activism be cleaning up the shit off your sidewalk, you degenerate? 
Like, why do you care what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida? I understand you could talk about it. You could, you know, if it has like a national impact, but like if I lived in San Francisco, my activism, the first activism would be to leave that city. And if I didn't leave that city, I would probably try to fix it because it's like an unlivable toilet dump at this point. So it's one of those things. It's like, why, why would you be protesting abortions in Palestine when, when you're, you live in a toilet bowl, you know, but that's why San Francisco is a toilet bowl because it's filled with a bunch of people that don't give a shit about San Francisco. And now it's literally turning into shit. Same with Los Angeles, same with New York. They're filled with a bunch of Democrats who care about everything else, but their shitty city. And they get mad when people try to fix it. America is the same analogy. That's why I talk about Trump and Ted Cruz making Africa gay. I don't care about Africa. Not like I don't care about them or I hate them or anything, but like we got enough problems here. Let Africa, let, let the leader of Uganda figure out his country. And if we're so great again, maybe then we could go talk to him. But if our country's not great and our cities are not great, I don't care what Ted Cruz or Donald Trump, I don't care how many rainbow flags they bring to, to, to Botswana. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like Austin, Texas looks like a portal to hell. Fix Austin. If you can't fix Austin, Texas, you can't fix Afghanistan. You can't even fix your own. T Texas is turning blue. So the reason San Francisco sucks is because a majority of the people there don't care about it. The reason America sucks is because a majority of the politicians don't care about America and the people don't realize it. And it's not just the left. If the Republican Party woke up and figured this out, things would change. And here's another thing, too. If you could speak the truth and be authentic, you would actually you would actually pick up more support. Like if I listen to like Ben Shapiro or Charlie Kirk, I wouldn't want to be Republican. I'm not like I understand they inspire some people, but like, you know, there's certain people that like that really inspire people to like, oh man, that guy's the real deal. I don't believe any of these Republicans. I don't even like them. And I'm a Republican. Who Like, why would a liberal like them? Why would a liberal look at them? They look at you like hypocrites. You say you can't fund their schools, but you send money to Israel. You think anybody likes, you think any kids like Republicans? Why would they? They're like, oh, it's socialist to fund your school. But here we need to give money to Israel and Ukraine. And they're like, we don't want to give money to Ukraine. That's socialism, but we will for Israel. So all the kids are looking at you and like, you could give a billion dollars to a foreign country, but not me. They're right. They're right. You know, and they're not right about all their ideas, but it's like they're right that Republicans are full of shit. If you tell them that Republicans are full of shit and, and they're sending your money overseas, maybe they'd like you, but they don't like you. And they're going to, we could win the election by 10 points, even if they try to cheat a little bit, if Republicans weren't so full of shit. It's a battle of who's faker and stupider. You know what I'm saying? Like, which side's faker? Which side's stupider? I don't know. It's like they just compete with each other and then people aren't inspired and they just go and vote for the better person. It's like, ah, Biden sucks. I'm going to vote for Trump. Like, ah, Trump, ah, I, I want this. I'll vote for Biden. Like, that's what America, like, if Republicans stop being so fake and hypocritical, maybe people would like them. Even with the trans stuff, we're going to Bud Light boycott. We're going to boycott Bud Light, sorry, because they had a trans thing on a can. Okay, well, Trump, is shaking hands with Caitlyn Jenner and taking pictures. Well, we like Trump. It's like, well, then let it slide with the left. You know, it, it's not the same. You could say that, but it's like, I, I get why liberals don't like Republicans. It's not necessarily because 
they're right. They're not right about their policies, but they, they're not inspired when they look like if I didn't like liberals completely and that's all I wanted in life, I could do what every other Republican influencer does and find videos of hypocritical Republicans or Democrats every day. And like, look at this dumb girl, look at this stupid thing. And then you could do that with the right too. And like, look at this dumb guy, like this Republican fell off a chair at a Trump rally. Like, you know, there's, there's unlimited content for everybody to pull from to like make fun of the other side and just do like low, low brow attacks on like people that do dumb stuff. And it's like, the left are living in that echo chamber where they just see all the dumb things that Republicans are doing. And then the right sees all the dumb stuff that the left is doing. And uh, I lean to the right, obviously. But in general, it's like I I get why like I get why they don't like Trump. I get why they don't like Ben Shapiro. I get why they don't like Charlie Kirk. I get why they don't like Dan Bongino. I get why they, they think the Republican Party is a joke. Like you'll have the Republicans sit there and tell these kids that it's socialist to, to pay for your college. But it's not socialist to send a close amount of money overseas. And it's not socialist to print all that money and give it to the pharmaceutical industry. That's not socialist. But it is to give you, you know, it's the Republican Party is a socialist party. They're socialists for foreign countries. They're socialists for war. They're socialists for the pharmaceutical industry. And oftentimes they're socialists for their friends, uh, just not you, you know, and the left is a mess. But if you explain that to the left, Maybe they'd want to listen to your ideas of capitalism if you admitted that we live in a crony capitalist system, and then you could kind of explain why right-wing policies make more sense when it comes to freedom, liberty, and economic growth with, with being compassionate. But when you listen to a lot of right-wingers, they're not compassionate. The left doesn't like Ben Shapiro and Tom Cotton, and they're out here basically saying that even babies in Palestine are guilty. Like, you are not compassionate. You, the, right, the left are right about you but for the wrong reasons, you know, it's like in order to gain momentum in this country and untangle the knot that is our social chaos, you got to start not compromising your values, but looking at what's going on and speaking about it more accurately. So people, so people want to listen to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not everyone's going to, there's going to be left-wingers that hate you still. You know what I'm saying? If you say you voted for Trump, they might still hate you. There's there are people that will never like you. There are people who will never listen to you. I'm not asking you to compromise your values. And I'm not asking you to bow down for people that are like psychotically one-sided that don't like you based on your opinions and being right. But there is a way to get a bigger coalition in this country. Um, we just don't have leaders who are even trying. Because the, you know, it's like an economy of just like do this and say this and go here and and then the other side's the other way and there's a lot of stubbornness you're not going to solve all the world's problems you're not going to fix everything in america but i do think that the youth is more left-wing the youth is not going to snap out of it as much um but the left and the right paradigm is different than it used to be like israel palestine it's different among the youth. You know what I'm saying? What it means to be left-wing is way different among the youth. And now some people on the right are going to the right further because they're so like the, the dynamic of left and right as kids is different. But I do think for right-wingers, it's a problem. Most kids are really left-wing and like from 18 to like 27, like it's not what you think. Like they're further left. They're not changing as much. And that, you know, so how do you get two people and make sense you got to have some sort of pitch, like not just, not just put up 
people that are just like uh, completely lopsided and not willing to give them anything. Like it, if you sat and told a Democrat, I, I'm going to go in a little bit because I've been here too long. If you tell a Democrat kid, socialism sucks, you deserve more money, get up your ass and work, your piece of garbage, you know what I'm saying? Like pay for it yourself. You know, we don't, we don't just give out money because it messes up the economy. They don't want to hear that. If you told them, well, I get what you're saying because they just gave $200 billion to a foreign country, but they won't give you a billion dollars. Like they're like, oh yeah, that's true. You know, I didn't cave to socialism, but I'm just saying the Republican party aren't, they're, they're lying. They are lying to you. Oh yeah. Thanks. You know, now you're, now you're getting connected. Oh wait, he thinks the Republican party's lying. The Republican party is the best. They're cap. They're not capitalists. The left, they have a point. I would rather get a billion dollars than Zelensky. If they could give $200 billion to Zelensky, you think they can't give you a hundred thousand dollars? They could do <laughs> that's $200 billion of your money going to a foreign leader. And I guarantee that people around him got the money and it didn't all go to aid their weapons. I guarantee it. So they do have the money. It's just not for you. And it is affecting our economy, but it's like, you know, if they could do that, why can't they do this? That's a way of not caving to socialism, but admitting that the right's full of crap. Now a liberal kid might listen to you versus just like, you're stupid with the blue hair. Your blue hair is blue. You're blue haired, bluey. And they're like, oh, yeah. Stop yelling at me. Sorry, Kirk. Yeah, you blue-haired liberal. It's like, I don't know. No, maybe, maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Not everyone's going to wake up, but it's it's a starting point. You know, it's like maybe there's 15 liberals in the crowd that are like, ah, he, he's making sense versus like you just saying like the lines. I don't know. Just an idea, folks. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. If not, I don't know what to tell you, but appreciate you. And uh, we do have God bless sweatshirts and long sleeves and beanies. If you haven't got one, check it out. And if you have got one, let people know in the comments what you think about the sweatshirts. That's how confident I am that people will like them. It's my most comfortable sweatshirt and a lot of people like them too. Do I follow Stein? Ben Stein or Alex Stein? Dry eyes again, clear eyes from Ben Stein. Go to dreamrare.com. I remember those commercials. But anyway, God bless you guys. Appreciate it. I'll be back soon. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping the show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week week it's annoying.
so I don't do it. Stayintouchwithme.com, it helps me take back some power away from big tech. Telegram t.me slash dreamrarechat or at dreamrarechat. Due to censorship, I post all my live stream and videos there. Sometimes I have some bonus content and I try to give people a heads up when Facebook or YouTube won't. Dreamrarechat at Telegram. My Instagram is at dreamrare. Thanks for everybody following there for shorter content. And dreamrarelinks.com, that's dreamrarelinks.com, has all my stuff, my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at dreamrarelinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with more content soon. Appreciate you.